small American town 15 years ago. Hey, Phil George. Hey, what's up? Welcome to the basement, my friend. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Um, No, thank you for pretty much right before I hit record. You mentioned um, you pretty much mentioned how you reached out to me, how you were listening to the show. And I was just like, you were saying like, I had no intention to really come on the show. And then I was like, no, motherfucker. I think I want you on the show. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So we're here to do, um, not really, I say a, a deep dive, but obviously this is October where it's, you know, a month of scary movies, a month of scary stuff. And I needed to talk about probably my favorite franchise in horror films to date. A lot of people like Friday the 13th, a lot of people like Nightmare on Elm Street. I love the Halloween franchise. I've loved it since I was a kid and me and Phil here just started talking one time he actually told me a funny story about halloween 2018 which we'll get to in a little bit and i was like come on and talk 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 this franchise with me so uh before we get going dude just i don't know kind of introduce yourself what's your what's your story I, I'm, I'm done yapping for a minute no i'm just a guy that uh is into movies and everything watched movies when i was a kid and uh you know try to get into filmmaking did some editing here and there and uh now i just uh I just work for a living and, uh, but I still watch movies and everything. And 
you know, just listen to uh, podcasts and everything. And uh, basically movies are, you know, they're, they're awesome. So I don't know what to say. I'm, I'm very high um, and I've been drinking <laughs> early in the morning because, um, yeah, I've, I've worked a hard, very hard week. And well, I'm trying to be loose. No, I I appreciate that. Do what you got to do at 1130 on a Sunday morning <laughs> as we're taping this, by the way. Um, yeah. No, I no judgment here. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you probably got a lot of, you probably got a lot of things to get off your chest. So how we're going to kind of do this is, is, I don't know. I, I don't want to, like I said, do too much of a deep dive, but just talk about our reactions or feelings to pretty much movie by movie of the Halloween franchise, even we'll do, I guess what I was thinking, if it's all right with you, even though I'm kind of working out the game plan on the air here, but um, yeah, 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 uh, kind of, kind of lump Rob zombies, two films kind of together in one uh, just cause those are, those two are really connected for, for better or for worse. Um, yeah. So let's, let's just dive right in here, man. Uh, 1978 John Carpenter really John Carpenter directed by, what am I trying to say? The original Halloween. <laughs> yeah, directed by John Carpenter. <laughs> directed by John Carpenter. I had that ass backwards. Yeah. You're my guest. Uh, you go first. Just just talk to me about, like, I don't know, the, the very first one. Um, well, funny story is that the first time I saw this was, um, I think it was in the fifth or sixth grade. And we rented it from Blockbuster. No, to, to people that don't know Blockbuster Video, the, the actual video rental store that you could walk in and view a whole bunch of movies that you can rent. Um, so it was my first time seeing this. And we saw it in my mother's basement on VHS. And it was on a 13-inch screen TV. And um, <laughs> it, it scared the fuck out of me, man. On pan and scan, a 13-inch TV, I was frozen in fear because of this fucking mask that this guy wore yeah. uh, for, for a while. And um, the other thing is, is after we were done watching it, like my room was in the basement. And uh, so if I had to go upstairs, use the bathroom during the night, well, yeah, I got to go upstairs and my mother would leave this light on in the kitchen, but she would always change the bulb. So it was an orange bulb in the middle of the night all these shadows. I'm in the bathroom and I could swear I could hear this guy breathing. Oh, and, the breathing, the, dude. Yeah, the breathing at the end. Yeah. So I'm in the bathroom, just like I could, he's out there right now. And I'm in the bathroom, just like I don't want to go to my room. It's right there. You know, I don't want to go to the door. So I just stayed in the bathroom for like a few minutes. And um, I, I woke my brother up. I'm like, come on, let's go sleep in the living room. And um, so we could put on the, the big TV and, and everything so I can fall asleep too. But yeah, this movie, like that mask, it really, man, dude, that, that, it just like, what, what a, what a face, you know? Yeah, that, I, I think you perfectly captured how I felt. Cause I honestly never saw, I, I didn't see the original one until maybe I was 13 or 14, but I always was aware of it when I was a kid, because I think I, I had a friend lived across the street. I'd go over to his house all the time, play video games and he'd have that like, <laughs> late nineties entertainment center where the TV's on like a, like a bureau, but you open up the bureau or something and yeah. there's all the VHS tapes. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. he yeah. had like, he just had like the RoboCop trilogy and shit. And, but like he, the first Halloween was in there and there's been so many like reissues of it on VHS and DVD. There's so many different like 
um, cover sheets of what's yeah. on them. But this one had like, yeah. like it was like the that long narrow hallway shot where Michael Myers is at the end, and there's a shadow over him, and and like tucked away in the front corner was you know Jamie Lee Curtis like looking scared, and. I just was like, what the fuck is this? Like this, <laughs> I never seen the <laughs> yeah. movie. And, you know, I, but when I finally got around to it, like kind of how you, I actually saw a lot of the sequels before I saw the first one, which we'll get into that a little bit later, but you kind of capture the feeling that I think John Carpenter is going for with the Michael Myers character of the boogeyman. He's just this, you know, thing lurking in the shadows. He's not walking or no, he's he's not, he is walking. He's not sprinting after you. He's just this creepy force to be reckoned with. And that shows up perfectly well on screen. Um, I think one of the best scenes in that movie, I mean, people always say the closet scene, which I think is terrifying, but I've been able to get past my fear of that. But I think the one scene in that movie where I get, still kind of get a little bit tense, even though I know what's going to happen is when she's running, Jamie Lee Curtis is running from one side of the, the house on the side of the street to the house where she's babysitting at. Yeah. And she, she's banging on the door yeah. and, he's just, yeah. and they cut back to him and like, he's in the backyard. They cut to Jamie Lee Curtis. He's in the front yard coming across the street. Yeah. They cut back to her. The kids are upstairs. He's trying, she's trying to get her, get him downstairs now he's crossing the street. Now you can kind of see the knife in his hand. Yada, yada, yada. Holy shit. She's going to get killed on the front steps. And you that see how he's walking. He's, he's walking pretty quickly. He's just a dude walking. And, yeah. and Looking I, I just, I think this movie is, I mean, I watched a bonus feature. I mean, look, I should probably, for anybody who's never seen uh, the original Halloween. Uh, I don't know why you're listening to this episode, but um yeah, seriously. It's a simple plot. Uh, serial killer escapes yeah. from mental patient. He's not really a serial killer yet, but mental patient escapes yeah, from. You know, took some ropes, knives. Yeah, Halloween, Men- some Halloween mask. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's just about a mental patient that escapes, returns back to his hometown, and stalks some babysitters. And it's this on paper sounds like some. 1970s B horror movie, but because I think John Carpenter was such a talent with creating something so atmospheric, it actually becomes a staple of the genre. Yeah, definitely. You know, the fact that, you know, here's this person with, with the mask. Uh, so you can't see their face or anything. And um, plus that music that never lets up, you know, you don't really hear what do you, uh, popular music or whatever uh, at that time? No. The, the, it wasn't like a soundtrack that was littered with pop songs. It was just, you know, John Carpenter's music that totally just kept that the mood of, you know, something bad is going to happen. You know, this isn't a happy movie. Like, yeah. you're, the, the, this, there's something wrong. There's something that's going to happen. You know, we're, we're not letting you forget that at all. So, and, uh, sorry, oh, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Keep, keep going. <laughs> oh, no, I, I had nothing else. I was hoping you were going to. No, uh, I, I do. I just, I, I, I don't know. Use anyway. Um, on a, on a past episode, I mentioned this was, this was number one on my list for, uh, films that made me want to be a filmmaker. And I don't know if it's number one of all, but of the five we picked, I made that number one. And one of the reasons was, why I picked it is because before I ever saw the original 
Halloween, I had actually seen a documentary on the making of it. And it's John Carpenter sitting there. And it's a really, I think they put the documentary on the DVD copy I have behind me. Like it was like the 25th anniversary of it. So it's like early 2000s DVD release. Yeah, I got that one, I think. Yeah, they have, it's the documentary is called like a cut above the rest 25 years. Yeah. 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 And I have, I, I, sometimes I, I don't even watch the movie. I go back and rewatch the documentary and they have everybody from like people from Fangoria being interviewed. Deborah Hill. I mean, she's since passed, but she's on there, the producer and co-writer, but John Carpenter talks a lot of really insightful things on it. And just watching it a makes me like appreciate the fact that this is a movie that's kind of part cinema, part popcorn film you know, just the, the, the cinematography by uh, Dean Cudney, who ended up becoming like a guy who shot for Spielberg and, you know, just like the shots where Jamie Lee Curtis is, you know, falls back into that dark room, but the, you, you suddenly see a little bit of the mask and I guess they had yeah, like absolutely. a light on a dimmer and this just sounds so low budget. Cause they only, they made it for $320,000, which I mean, probably is a lot of money to a young filmmaker in 1978, but it's not really a lot of money. But th- I guess they had the light on the dimmer and they slowly turned the light up. So you got more exposure on the mask and then he comes out and it, there's just so many well-crafted shots for like next to nothing. And it just really made me the documentary. I, I found this all out in the documentary, but all these things just kind of made me really excited to want to go make my own films. So I just think Halloween kind of has more of an impact on me than just a slasher film. I just, I almost try to go out and if I have, I mean, I don't have a lot of money, but if I go out and try to make something with nothing, I just kind of try to remember the things I learned from something little like this film. Yeah. This thing is um, like how you said the budget was, like 320 grand and um you know then they and they shot it in anamorphic too yeah doesn't that add like doesn't i mean doesn't that take away from your budget as well i bet because of the 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 lenses or whatever i'm just trying to remember everything you just said because i'm just like man this it's really good what you're saying (laughs) let me go back to um no i'm sorry (laughs) i I really should be asking i'm like like, what the fuck did he just say man i'm like damn let's go back smoking already Cause the music is where it kind of, cause supposedly yes. they, they yes. showed the movie at USC to like a, a room of people. And it was like a rough cut because John yeah, Carpenter, he's a USC graduate. Yeah. And it, and it had no music, right? And no music and it wasn't scary. And so yeah. he goes back and he does this score and like, sometimes it's just the simplicity of something that works. And I think there's an interview there where he's saying, I didn't know what to do for a score. You know, he's like, but I had a set of bongo drums. And the yeah. only thing I ever really learned was five, four time, which is pretty much the, the theme, the Halloween theme, you know, that that's so he pretty much just put it on a piano, add some strings on it and boom, there it was. Yeah. When, um, when that first started, <laughs> Again, with the, the story of me, of me watching it for the first time when it started and uh, watching it on that 13-inch screen TV and um, sitting on the floor looking up at it and you hear the music, the ding, 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 ding. I was just like, yo, this fucking, this movie's going to be scary. 
and yeah. that's it. You know, there's no turning away. It's like when um on the Wonder Years when when um uh Kevin and Wayne were fighting in the front seat of the car and um uh, Wayne was driving, he's like, You wanna go for a ride? Let's go. And then uh the Kevin's like, you know, okay, yeah. And then the voiceover's like, Yeah, this is it, no fear. You know, you're in for the ride now, baby. You know, like yeah. don't look away. And I'm watching it and um like man that fucking music i'm like i know this movie's gonna be scary just you know and you hear that throughout the whole movie and it just it doesn't go away even the uh the other ones where you know it's the low music like dun, 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 mm -hmm. you know and i'm just like man it's just like the, the music is so morose that you know like you never get a break except for when um what was it laurie and nancy are smoking that joint in the car yeah and that's what that's that's the only escape you get from the movie but then other than that, it's just all John Carpenter. And, and they actually have a Don't Fear the Reaper by Blue Oyster yeah. Cult playing on yeah. the radio, which I thought was cool. Um, and they had the other one, too, the, the one that, um, what, the Cowbell song. I don't know the name of it. I'm sorry. Don't know. That's it, right? That's don't the Fear same the song because yeah, it opens sorry, with, yeah. like, it's, it's the Will Ferrell Cowbell yeah. from SNL. It, yeah, hopefully people understand that reference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, what's, no, your, it, uh, what's, what's your audience, the, the age range on your audience? Uh, I haven't checked the analytics on that really. I just make sure people are downloading. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's just, it, it's been said millions of times. It's a classic. I mean, people say yeah. it kicked off the eighties. I think, I don't think it was the first slasher because arguably you could look at something like black Christmas that came out a few years prior, but black Christmas is kind of more of a, it's a slasher, but it's also more of a whodunit kind of thing I, I but john carpenter said you know black christmas is um have you ever seen black christmas the 70s one um uh i remember seeing it in the video store uh no but the thing is i bought the blu-ray of it mm -hmm. but i still haven't watched it i bought this oh, blu-ray um over a year ago oh my god you got <sighs> it's still in the plastic like, it's still that. in the plastic i haven't unwrapped it it is so, it's it's definitely a precursor to halloween but it's nothing like Halloween, but you can yeah. tell maybe they, I don't think, I mean, Halloween is very original. I, I don't think they like ripped it off, but because black you know Christmas, what, I was going to say, you know, what's funny when I remember seeing that in the video store is uh, the, the cover, it kind of scared me a little. So I never wanted to watch it. Yeah. You know, I had the, the Santa glove with the, the ax. So I, you know, I was just, I was scared. Oh, that's silent night, cover. deadly yeah. night, dude. Oh no. Wait, 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 what movie are you talking about? I'm talking <laughs> the fuck yo wait what's going no, on silent night deadly night came out in the 80s black christmas has um... oh that's the other one the, the bob clark one yeah yeah yeah, yeah. No, you're all good, right um, yeah. it's all good man yeah yeah hell yeah uh <laughs> yeah i still haven't seen that one i saw the remake first but i i yeah. own that bob clark one but i haven't seen it either no, but so I, rec I'm, I'm, I highly I'm recommend it. I think the ending of it just kind of leaves leaves you in chills. See, but, I, I kind of feel stupid because I haven't seen it yet. No, dude, don't it. worry about it. I'm not going to cut that part out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it definitely is a landmark in the genre. John Carpenter clearly takes a nod from, you know, his heroes like Alfred Hitchcock and whatnot, you know. I think he references his psycho being a big inspiration on him with that film. Mm -hmm. Oddly enough, yep. he gets Janet Lee's daughter, Jamie Lee Curtis to be in it. No, it's, it's definitely, I don't know. I, I, I almost like you could keep talking about it, but it's been talked about so much. So that's, so it, 
you know, go see it if you haven't. You know, I watch it. It's usually playing in a theater during Halloween. It's kind of like how they bring, you know, It's a Wonderful Life on on Christmas Eve on NBC. You'll probably catch Halloween on some sort of channel this month. Or absolutely, um, if you're yeah, a physical yeah. media, it's also streaming on Shutter. So yeah, I mean, the, I mean, if you have the DVDs, you know, it's just almost like saying, you know, smoke them if you got them. You know, just I just yes, watch sir. them on the uh, on the DVDs or whatever. And um, that's all I do. So, you know, the, the thing with Halloween, though, is like when you look back on it now, you know, do, do things work for you? You know, like are there parts in the movie that are just like, you know, it's kind of, you know, like, uh, did that really now, need to happen? Now that you've like worked, like made films and whatnot and been behind the scenes, you can kind of spot maybe little parts that are, you know there was maybe they ran out of money on money or time on something and people forget this um last thing i'll mention about it they filmed this right off of hollywood boulevard and the film takes place in illinois and and haddonfield haddonfield illinois actually is like a made-up town i think deborah hill was from new jersey and there's a haddonfield new jersey yeah so they i don't know and they want to do like a midwestern town but the movie takes place yeah, in Illinois, but they shot it off Hollywood Boulevard. And John Carpenter's, you know, he said before, and he's like, unfortunately, in the you know very beginning, you can see a lot of palm trees. <laughs> and yeah, and those shots, actually. yeah, there's shots where Jamie Lee Curtis is walking around the neighborhood, and in the distance, there are those tall California palm trees. And yeah. I think they do a shot where she's walking up to the um, the old Myers house and the, the camera's kind of on her point of view and right in the frame. I mean, you don't see the full tree, but you see this big palm tree trunk. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, John, and they're asking John Carpenter about it. And he's like, eh, what the hell are you going to do? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. Hey, what do you want from me? One dog's going east, one dog's going west. And John Carpenter's like, hey, what do you want from me? Yeah. Um, uh, the thing with this movie is that it kind of reminded me of my uh, my neighborhood that I grew up in. And uh, it was kind of like a suburbanish type of area. You know, we had bodegas there and things like that. But it just reminded me of it. So like watching it, you know, it just made it that much scarier. Yeah. Um, but then um, man, there was a something I was going to talk to you about. And it just I'm just while you were talking about it. I'm thinking about it now that I'm trying to talk. I can't uh, bring it up, but uh, I fucked you up. Uh, no, 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 dude. I'm just like fucking. I, I forget shit, and plus I'm smoking. So all right, um, let's um, let's keep this train rolling. Let's move to three years after the original one is released. The second one, Halloween Two, comes out in 1981, and it takes place on the same night as when the first yeah, one takes the, place. So it's a continuation yeah. of the night, which I, I always really thought that was a cool idea. I just, um, I always, I always loved how they picked up right where it left off. I mean, you can tell the shift of, okay, this is the second one and we have more money now. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, the, the thing is like, it looks exactly like, uh, cause you got Dean Cundy back, the, the cinematographer. So it looks directly just like the first movie. You know, it's very yeah. dark and everything. You don't see no blue tints or anything like that. And, um, uh, you know, it just looks just like it. So I think that's why, you know, maybe, you know, it, it kind of, you know, it, it, I think that's why a lot of people maybe like that movie a little more. Part two 
it just kind of like, you know, it picks up right after Dr. Loomis, which we didn't really touch on, but we'll bring it up now. Um, Donald Pleasance in this franchise is incredible. I mean, he's the one constant until unfortunately he passed away in the mid nineties, but he, um, him playing Loomis, I think is just incredible. And I think they really elevate his role even more in two because after he shoots him, you know, and there's those shots around him running around the neighborhood to the police going, I shot him six times. <laughs> well, th- yeah, the thing with that is that, you know, in part one, uh, Loomis is so contained. You know what I'm saying? He's never around going. He's never shouting or anything. You yeah, know, he's he's very stoic. They could only um, afford to shoot him for about a week, apparently. Yeah. In like, the first movie. Yeah. So like they didn't have a lot of money because he was he was a suit. I mean, he was he was a big name. You know, he was pretty much the the big name actor that they could get on it. Yeah. I mean, the dude's been a Bond villain for Christ's sakes. He's a, he's a, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. That was a mold for Dr. Evil. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Blofeld. So, um, yeah, I mean, damn, he's been contributing to cinema, you know, since before Halloween, before he, uh, got the part of Loomis or yeah, before he accepted it. Cause what they paid him like 20, 20 grand or something for I, the part. I, yeah. They didn't give him a lot. And supposedly he only took the role because his daughter liked the music John Carpenter did in Assault and Precinct 13. Yeah, <laughs> which, uh, yeah, I watched that recently, too. And, yeah, so, I mean, imagine that. And, yeah. um, and you know, Donna Pleasance, um, he just stayed with Loomis for the rest of the the rest of the, the franchise until he could. Yeah. And I remember here, listening on this podcast um, that these guys were saying that they went to uh, Christopher Lee first. Yeah, and he turned to, him down because he, he turned them down. He's like, you know, no, I need uh, more money than that or whatever. And you know, and then uh, years later, uh, Deborah Hill um, ran into him, and he was just saying, "Oh, I, I'm sorry, I didn't accept the part because uh, that created Donald Pleasance, you know, like a whole new career." Yeah, and um, you know, I only know Donald Pleasance through the Halloween movies. You yeah, know, and then, you know, watching um. What was that movie? Uh, Escape from New York. You see him like, oh yeah, th- there's him. And then I don't remember him much in other movies except the Halloween ones. Supposedly, they offered the role to Peter Cushing, and this that was it. Was that the the Hammer film guy? Yeah, but he was also like Darth Vader's right hand in Star Wars. So Peter, wait, which Star Wars? The first, the uh, well, part, episode four. Oh the yeah, the, the 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 old guy. Yeah, he was yeah, um, the, the really thin guy. Yeah, I think oh, he was. Yeah. I think he was the first one offered the role, and like, um, I think what it was is like so. Halloween comes out in 1978. Star Wars comes out in 1977, and I guess his agents were like, "He's not going to be in your short, you know, little low budget horror movie." Wow, I didn't know that. I didn't know. Yeah, that at all. yeah. Wow, that's awesome. But to get back to part two, part two is honestly gets a lot of hate because I think there yeah. was some things behind the scenes like John Carpenter didn't direct, but he signed on to produce and write it. Yeah. And plus and the fact that it's boring. Yeah. He, I guess he's a said boring he's, movie. I guess he's, movie. Yeah. He said that like he drank a lot of beer writing it and, you know, he didn't really know where to take the film while writing it and unfortunately well it's up for debate whether you like the storyline or not that's where the idea of michael myers and jamie lee curtis's character laurie strode are actually brother and sister comes to the yeah 
Well, the, the thing with that is um, from this this podcast, again, it's, it's this old podcast called the, the, the Hollywood Saloon. It, it's no longer, they don't make any more episodes. But um, yeah, they were stating this fact that John Carpenter was going to have the sequel take place in a high rise building. And Michael yeah. Myers tracks down Laurie Strode that way. And man, imagine seeing that movie. That, you know, that, that yeah, that would have been that would have been awesome. That would have been great, you know, and but um, I think he just went, you know, the the easy way out, you know, and say, hey, uh, Laurie and Michael are brother and sister. And I, I have nothing else, you know. <laughs> so do you do you like that, like idea that they ran with that? I, I never liked it. I just I, I never liked it at all. Even as a kid, I was like, that's kind of cheap, you know, just in hindsight. It, it, yeah, I, I, I kind of look back and go like, because eh, did they really have to do that? You know, because then it kind of makes I mean, I, I feel like I feel like you see that still in horror movies when they do the sequels. They, they do something like, oh, you never knew this in the original, but it was always there. And yeah. now it's here in the sequel, like just some something that. Yeah, it's, it's a chicken shit way out. And, you know, it, it's just like, just leave it. Just leave it as is. And um, but, but, you know, the thing is, because Halloween one was such a success that they what who was it? Mustafa Akhet wanted he wanted to do a sequel. Yeah. And um, and uh, yeah, because what Friday the 13th, they already made they made part one and part two and they were cleaning up at the box office. So Mustafa, I could say, yeah, let's get the sequel rolling. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It's it's. I guess I didn't mind it because it plays into some of the other sequels that, you know, we'll get into those in a minute, but, but like looking back, I'm kind of like, eh, maybe, I don't know, maybe, I don't really know, but regardless, instead of it being a high rise, they take it to a hospital, which yeah, yeah. I actually, I, I actually think it's a cool concept because it it, it's, but Holy fuck is Haddonfield Memorial Hospital like the most understaffed fucking hospital Yo. on the planet. <laughs> Yo, they, they got a guy smoking a joint in the fucking break room. That dude, uh, what's his name? Um, I forgot his name. I, I am the was character names are kind of escaping me right now. Yeah, but, but yo, this guy, like he's smoking a, a roach in the in the in the break room. I'm like, mm-hmm. where's the security at? You got that 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 fat guy out there, Mr. Um, whatever. Yeah, there's only one security guard. I'm like, where's the staff? You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand it's like I understand it's graveyard shift. Like, yeah, at but the Halloween hospital. isn't like a national holiday or something. You know, like there should be <laughs> that we're at least a hundred people in there, right? I don't know. They Maybe. should at least have like you know a handful of people on each floor. I, I don't like yeah. that. Like by the time the movie's in the third act, there's like four people in the fucking hospital. For real. <laughs> I'm like, yo, and, and I'm like, do they keep the lights off all the time? I know. You know what I'm, saying? I mean, I'm like, what, what are they trying to save money? Is it like <laughs> shutdown week or something? You, you know what I'm saying? It's like uh, the, the, the hospital administrator is like, we got, we got the bills are just way too high, you know, come on, cut down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, exactly. They only got like, you know, yeah, skeleton staff there and all these patients, you know, and um, it's just a, a slow night at the hospital, which does not make sense at all. Yeah, because there's a lot going on outside the hospital. There's a fucking citywide manhunt for a serial killer. And I actually, I fucking, I think I like what they do with, I think Michael Myers is even a little more spooky in this one. There's, 
there's oh i I don't know about that all right fine i don't we can disagree fine go ahead go ahead i don't know but the the mask um it has that it's a new guy in the suit and mask. yeah yeah dick warlock (laughs) yeah dick Dick warlock Warlock. is the guy in the mask so apparently dick's head is shaped differently because that's why the mask looks different okay no no i've heard that dick's head the the mic is on right i said dick's head yeah (laughs) hello yeah all right yeah i heard you (laughs) yeah i'm available all week um (laughs) and uh yeah i don't like the way the mask looks it's grown on me um over the years it's probably the the second best looking mask out of the, the the entire franchise yeah um it's it's grown on me but it's just uh i i don't know it just doesn't feel right the way dick is walking in the movie he's walking very slow and then when you compare it to the first movie, when how you saying was Laurie was crossing the street, yeah. you see Michael walking. He's walking with purpose. You know, he's walking like, yeah, I'm, I'm after this woman. And then okay. in this movie, he's just walking like, you know, he's got rocks in his shoes, you know, and he's walking very slow. And it's just deliberately it's deliberately slow. I don't know why, because if you watch the first movie, you see the way Nick Castle moves in this movie. It's just it's very bad. I don't like it. I'm OK. Sorry. I think you actually make a valid point because now that I think about some of the shots where he's just solo walking around the hallways at this understaffed hospital where no one's going to just going to peek out to go to the bathroom and see a mass serial killer walking around with a a spatch or not. What does he have? He has like a, he's got a a scapula. Yeah. I I almost called it a spatula. Spatula, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but he like I don't know. I guess you do make a valid. Oh, point. Sure, yeah. I don't know. Something about him still kind of creeped me out. And he's not. Yeah. No, it wasn't my favorite. But I, I, I think I don't it's know. um him. I think it's him in the hospital in the dark. Yeah, that, and and that's very scary. That's a very. Uh, there's scary a image. couple shots. I think in the climax of the movie, he's a little more zombie like. Yeah, just, I guess I don't that, like the way he looks. The way he moves. There's one shot where it's like when she's running down into the basement, and it's like the big climactic chase. And oh, he's taking a sweet ass time getting down there. It's but they cut like, to oh. him like they cut to him on the stairwell, and maybe it's just yeah. it's obviously just with the mask and everything, and the camera's kind of low angle looking up at him, and he's just looking ahead. And I, yeah, I, I guess I see what you're saying. Because here's the thing. I'm, I'm sorry. I got to I got to interject here because That's now I'm, I'm getting I'm getting into it now. Um, <laughs> it happens to, to every podcast, guest so on this show. Fuck, Three man. minutes in, they're I like, know. all right, I'm in. Yeah, it sounded like uh, at first. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but all right. Uh, look at the way Michael Myers walks down the stairs in part one after he um, rips Lori's shirt, even though he, he could have stabbed her. But I, I guess, you know, whatever. He was a little, you know, drunk off all the killing. Um, yeah. So he, he slices Lori's shirt. She goes over. The way he walks down those stairs are a hell of a lot different than this guy, the way he walks down in, in the sequel. They cut you know to him. They cut to him, like, looking down at her, and he's got, like, his hands on the rail, and, like, he has yeah. a little more movement. I, okay, I see what you're saying. It's just, like, he's, he's slow, man. The guy is slow, even in the um, security guard's video screen, where you see him walking across the lawn. Yeah. You know, come on, the guy moves still kind of creep me out though. I don't know, but I and, see what you're yeah, saying. Yes, yes. And um, yeah, that security guard is the worst, but <laughs> just like my whole thing is Michael, this guy, he moves slow. I don't like the way he looks, even when he's holding the scalpel uh at um Lori when he's in the, the basement of the of the hotel. Like he yeah. has his arm up, and I'm like, he looks like he's you know 
just frozen with that arm. It doesn't look right. There's what to this day, what pisses me off in that final chase scene is when she's in the elevator, she's against the wall. And by the way, you can see really clear. And I guess I found this out after the fact, Jamie Lee Curtis is wearing a wig in this movie. Oh yeah. It's horrible. Cause I guess she was about to shoot. Maybe it was trading places. I don't know. Yeah. And she had to like, hair. she had to like shave. Well, she had to like get kind of like what I got going on here, but um, yeah, it's just so they I got, threw man. a wig on her and she looked nothing like how she did in the first one. You can definitely see it in this shot, but she's against the wall and like, he's coming up to the elevator door. The elevator door is closing and he gets his yep. hand in. Yeah. And my whole thing is, is like, wouldn't the door open back up? <laughs> exactly. No, it just closes in on him. And, yeah, and he's like, oh, know, fuck, I guess I'll take the stairs. Yeah, you know, the, the elevator self-aware um, that, yeah, it just I'm just like, what kind of sensory thing does this yeah. uh, elevator have? Because what if, what if there's, a, you know, a patient or something or right. they're headed, you know, so I'm like, that would never happen. Um, but besides, he's walking slow again. You know, yeah. the whole thing is like he's, he's walking slow in the movie. It doesn't work for me. The only time I guess he moves really quick is at the end. Loomis shoots him again. Yeah. And, you know, then he just like when the cop like kneels down and Loomis is like, get away from him. He's still oh, yeah. And um, this but he guy, makes this yeah. swift move and just like slices the guy's throat. And oh, really, that's swift because this fucking security uh, what this uh, this marshal um, <laughs> that like my man, yo, Michael reaches over and for a split second, this I keep calling the security guard, this marshal is just like, go ahead, slip my throat. You know, <laughs> he's not doing anything, man. I'm sure they teach you some type of self-defense. And, but here's the thing is that when the marshal bends over to check Michael and he's like, he stopped breathing. I don't know what that's about. Yeah. Michael is not, um, he's not infinite. Is he? I, is that I don't what you're even. trying to say? I don't get it. That's what I didn't get. I'm like, what, what are they adding in there that's that movie? He's like, he stopped breathing. So has he been stopped breathing in part one? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When, when was this? So, um, but yeah, the way that, the way Michael cuts him is, it's just bad. It looks bad. It, you know, the, the, his, the, the Marshall's acting is bad in the movie. It's like, it, it looks like he's like getting a shot or something. Like, yeah. like his, the way his face is. There's look to, to sum it all up. I think two has really interesting things about it. I, I don't think it's Not definitely really. a different movie and you no, know, uh, no, I'm sorry. You don't like it. No, it's uh, I was watching it and um, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> no, it's hey, fine. No, hey, 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 dog. That, that's a no for me, dog. Um, all right. I, all right. I agree to disagree. I don't love it but I do kind of go back to it from time to time, probably because it was, I actually, like I said, I'd seen the sequels before I'd seen the original. So I I saw, I think I saw this like on a Saturday afternoon at like four o'clock on the sci-fi channel. And like when I was 13, so I kind of, I feel like I just kind of revisit it. Well, the thing I did, there are some things I could take away from part two. Um, Don't, don't get me wrong. Um, No, I'm not. um, There are some fantastic shots in this movie. Um, when Michael is grabbing the knife from uh, Mrs. Eldridge or yeah. Eldrod, Elrod, 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 Elrod. Okay. So the, um, when he's grabbing the knife 
and uh, the, the lady is looking at her husband or whatever, and they cut back to it, and you see Michael in the background holding the knife, and that's a great shot. That's that, cool that, that, that is a fantastic shot in that movie. I love that, and he doesn't have to stab her or anything, you know? No, he's just there for uh, the knife, and he's, yeah. like, bloody still, like, his hand's bloody yeah. from the gunshot wounds. Yeah, it definitely no, kicks off in a good way. But here's the thing. Why not call 911? Uh, look, I had a knife on the counter, and now there's blood. I mean, scream and and you know why why not call the cops? Maybe you know she did. I don't know, man. <laughs> but if you're Mr. Elrod, you know, sleeping on the couch, um, watching um, Night of the Living Dead, and you, you hear your wife scream, you're gonna turn around, and be like, "What the fuck?" And yeah, you know, uh, she has blood on her hands. Call the cops. The movie's over. You know what I'm saying? Sorry, but I'm standing on. A, I'm standing on. <laughs> and a, the a cops are right everywhere now. too at this like at this time. Like exactly. And then, well. Yeah, I'm jumping ahead of myself, but I don't want to say that um, because in 2000, what the, the 2018 one, this guy's like, uh, Will Patton was like, oh, yeah, I was there that night, you know, which you weren't because yeah. you didn't exist in the movie. But anyways, back to part two. <laughs> um, yeah. So she could have called the cops and everything. But no, he goes after that, that poor girl uh, in the house adjacent to them. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the one that's uh, talking to her friend on the phone. Mm -hmm. You know, why didn't they kill Mrs. Elrod? Why, why did you have to kill the girl, but not the old lady? You know, I feel you. So there's a lot of things like that. Like, why did that girl have to die? Um, it just like, I don't, you know, the sequel just, it, it was a cheap sequel. You know, it was a money grab. Um, no, and you, I think plan, you're it, right about that. They, 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 it, it, you know, if they planned ahead, um, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm taking over. Um, it's it's, fine. It, it, it's that, I'm sorry. Um, if they planned ahead, then the sequel would have been better. But remember, John Carpenter movies, he never, he always ended them like as an open sequel. Yeah. So I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I, I, I agree. Cause I, I think they were, like you said a few minutes ago, like slasher films were kind of on the rise and they're like, you know, we got to bring Michael Myers back to get back in the game and do this thing. So I, I definitely think, even though there's a three year difference between the original and the sequel, they needed to, you know, they needed to get, get you know get some a dog in the fight with the the horror film genre again and so they probably you know there was definitely some things in the creating of it like john carpenter said like he drank his way completely through the screenwriting which you know shows yeah it definitely shows um jesus you and i have different opinions on too that's fine that's why we have yeah. guests on this show i mean, I mean but have, have you expressed more of your opinions because I, you know, I, I think what it comes down to with me is it's just kind of comfort food. I, I like the two is just kind of, I don't know. I like, I guess when it comes down to a film and watching it and taking it in like part one, like I can sit through part one and just enjoy it for the, like, just the, the, the look of it, the, 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 the story I can enjoy it as a horror film. Yes. You know, but two, the reason why I call it comfort food is like, yeah, I can put it on while I'm doing laundry. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yo, yo, for real. It's the background movie. You two know, the just, thing that, two you know, just, you can lump it in with the other slasher films, I guess. And I guess that's why maybe it doesn't get the, you know, doesn't get the love like one does or maybe some other sequels that people like which we'll get into in a minute. Oh, yeah i mean i love i love halloween too more than probably any other sequel but uh, just because i don't <laughs> like it just because i don't like it doesn't mean i don't hate it so, no i feel you that i feel you. you know it's um it's not a bad movie um 
it definitely, you know, it, it's pretty much the Rocky two of the Halloween movies. You know, it, that's it a valid same, comparison. Looks the same, um, you know, and it just has that same look and feel, um, even though they kind of um, dropped the ball. Yeah. But too bad John Carpenter didn't say, look, man, I'm doing this this high rise um, movie where, where Michael comes in there, tracks her down and whatever. And, you know, if there was a sliders device that I can use to go to that dimension to watch that movie, I would definitely go see that movie. Awesome. All right. Now, because it's fresh in your mind, I want to talk about Halloween 3. <laughs> yeah, dude, yo, I was watching that movie and even I was going on my phone because I was just like not getting that interested in the movie. All right. Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. So was this your first time seeing it? No, I've seen it before. I've seen it a few times, but it's just that movie that it's just kind of hard to retain in memory because I'm just used to the Michael Myers yeah um, but watching it this time it's it i don't know it's just like it shouldn't have been called halloween three it should have just been some other movie that had zero connection to the halloween franchise so um, yeah you bring up something that i think yeah. there's a tidbit of behind the scenes info i've heard i don't know what's fact and what's hearsay but i've um i'm gonna say it anyway so John Carpenter wanted to, so basically season of the witch is uh, Halloween three season of the witch is pretty much uh, there's a doctor played by the great Tom Adkins. And he's like, a f <laughs> he's can't be the best doctor at all. He's like a full blown alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, no, this guy's always like um, having a six pack with him or something. Yeah. And you know, it's like his, the, the gun on his hip. <laughs> yeah. He's always drinking, man. And then um, he's, he's a horrible father too. Oh yeah. Because, he's horrible. Uh, yeah. He was saying that he was going to take his kids trick-or-treating and then he meets this young chick that he wants to bang. And he's like, look, I got to get pussy then take care of my kids. So, you know, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll take them trick-or-treating later, you know, but right now I got to get laid. You know, yeah, that was his I, I whole mean, thing. I've always liked Tom Atkins, but he's a real kind of shithead in this movie. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And so basically the plot is he kind of discovers this like underground, like society cult thing run by this company that's selling these halloween masks that's yeah. basically putting kids in danger and like you know gonna kill them on halloween night while they're wearing these masks and look th there's supposedly what was going on is john carpenter wanted to i heard i heard a few different things they wanted to do almost like hot and turn halloween into like a anthology kind of thing yeah I've like heard you that know too. the studio wanted to make more halloween movies but John Carpenter wanted to do different things. And he's like, well, how about we do like a different Halloween movie every year? And, you know, it's just some sort of different story. It doesn't always have to be Michael Myers. And yeah, so I've, they, I've, I've heard that there's that people. I mean, obviously, I don't think it should be Halloween three season of the witch. I think that was people's big turnoff as they went into this movie and they didn't see Michael Myers. I mean, the movie bombed supposedly back in. 82 i guess when it came out and um but like if you honestly i've heard people say like if you just forget the fact that it is halloween three and you just go season of the witch even though i i don't even really see it like witch thing like i mean i don't know but yeah the, the how they say that um yeah just forget that it's titled halloween three yeah and with no connection to the halloween franchise and it'll be all right and 
like you just saying, season of the witch, like what, you know, what witch, like, what are you guys talking about? Like, you know, what's going on here? And, um, uh, like that was someone the out there listening. That's going to like make that connection. So if anybody hears that, feel free to tweet me or something. I don't know. But, you know, and, and, and imagine when this, when did the, what year did this movie come out? I'm sorry. There's no, are we fact checking here? Are we checking our phones? I'm not checking any phone. I haven't been on my phone, so I don't know anything. Uh, what year did this movie come out? I believe it's, uh, here, I'm gonna look at my phone. Uh, um, but I believe it's 1982. I'm going to double check that right now. Imagine that no internet back then. Halloween three season of the witch. Holy shit. You know, Halloween three is back. Uh, the Halloween is back. So Michael Myers is going to be in this movie. Yeah. Let's 80. go watch it. All right. You sit down, you throw your, what, maybe, you know, $4 and 50 cents um, back then. And um, Hey, where the fuck is Michael Myers at? You know, yeah. uh, this movie's fucking wicked trashy, bro. What the fuck? There's no fucking Michael Myers in the fucking movie, bro. Yeah. You know, she's uh, the witch. Yeah. Uh, it, and, and uh, well, the good thing about the movie is that it has that um, the CEO from OCP and RoboCop. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Um, I forget his name. The old guy, you know, once I, they even I called him asshole. Um, but yeah, it has that guy. And uh, the, here's the thing with this movie. And I always keep saying it. And I always sum it up with this sentence. This guy could have made trillions upon trillions of dollars making the most realistic sex robots, but instead he wants to kill children with masks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That is uh, that's a, that's oh, very, cause, cause, I've never heard that theory. That's <laughs> because this guy, Tom Atkins, right. That, that um, the girl that plays the daughter, I, I forgot. Yeah. Who. Yeah. I'm just like, she's, she's a fembot. Mm -hmm. So Dude, what kind of AI is in that robot? Uh, you know, you, you can make trillions. You can charge. You can write a blank check for each robot. I completely. Yeah, no. That's, yeah, but instead he wants to be this, what, Celtic um, mass murderer, you know, yeah. killing people with those laser beams or whatever. I no, guess there's I guess there's like things woven throughout the story that have to do with, you know Celtic stuff and, you know, the, the birth of Halloween and whatnot and the 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 yeah. mythology of this stuff which again like i think there's i think there's like a there's a cool approach at times and like i i actually it's weird i don't love the movie but i watch it oh, a lot I, when I, it, I don't love it <laughs> I, I again i've only seen the movie a few times and watching it this time i just it's just not a good movie you know it's not something that I could put on to watch, mm -hmm. you know, like Invasion of the Body Snatchers. You know, Classic. I could watch that movie all the time. Oh, yeah, dude. This movie, uh, hey, you know, I'll see you around, you know, but don't approach <laughs> me. You know what I'm saying? Just kind of give me a nod and walk by. Um, but I know I, you know, this is the one that it's just uh, it's just I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the acting that's pretty bad or something. But it's kind of a cheesy movie. The the score is great. John Carpenter is awesome. You know, yeah. Um, man, it's just it's a great soundtrack. You know, it's it's great. Um, but yeah, at least you got Dean Cundey back again as a the cinematographer. It's just um, I don't know. I was just watching. It. I was on my phone looking at that NBA Jam one up arcade game. I'm just like doing the thing of looking up, looking down, looking up, looking down, and yeah, yeah, whatever. I'll, I'll remember this when when I talk to uh, Tyler. So uh, 
Um, but uh, no, I just um, well, not for you. Yeah, I wouldn't mind listening to the um, the commentary. Though. I'm a big fan of movie commentaries. Yeah, because so, I, I think like supposedly, you know, John Carpenter was still behind this one. I think it's Tommy Lee Wallace was who the the director di- directed it, and I think Tommy Lee Wallace was like the production designer on the first Halloween. So it's a lot of the same people. Yeah, that he have made done, the mask. Like, yeah, he's the one that made the mask in the first yeah. Halloween. So he's yeah. the one. Who, yeah, he found the found the William Shatner mask, and you know, goofed up the hair, painted it white, and boom, history was made. Yeah, but, man, I shit I, my fucking pants for like a, a couple of years after that, thinking this guy was outside my house. <laughs> so, I mean, when it comes down to three, I, I there's something about it that still gets me in the Halloween spirit. I don't know. Like, it's definitely resurfaced with like a following over the past, like five years. People talk about it in a very. Oh, man. There's yeah, a cult following behind it that like, yo, if it came out today, it'd be insane. And I'm like, eh, I, I, don't, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I, I definitely reaction. like have appreciation of it, but it's still not my favorite. But like, it, there's definitely a lot to, I don't know. But you know what it is? It's almost like a relative of um, They Live with John Carpenter. At I the felt end. like he was a precursor to that. Yeah, you're kind of right. Yeah. Well, yeah, that came out before that, right? Yeah. Uh, they live, I think it was like 88 or 89. So yeah. But. And um, yeah, it's just, just like it. And it's exact. I don't know. Yeah. Even if they came out that movie today, like really, I mean, yeah, I think the only reason maybe why I, I still go back to it because that kind of genre of horror and suspense, I like you mentioned body snatchers. I fucking love that movie. The old one and well, they're both old now, but the, the one from the fifties and the one with Donald Sutherland, yeah, the Donna Sutherland. I could watch that all day. Oh my god, so good. But like I think movies about like, you know, cults and like people under control and just like, you know, the unknown taking over the normal. I I always find intriguing. And I think a, there's a niche group of you know people in the world that like those too. And I think that's why Season of the Witch kind of has a little bit of this following now. But I mean, I, I see what you mean. Like I don't know. As much as like I like those kind of movies, there's things that don't like the fact that she's a fucking android at the end. I yes. was kind of like that was like yeah. a turn off for me. I was kind of like, no, like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Like, yo, what what the hell is going on here? It's just weird. And, you know, you could chalk it up to be, you know, some type of, um, you know, episode of Twilight Zone or no Outer Limits or some shit like that. Um, yeah. But the fact is like, yo, what, what you know, you're you're a robot. You know what I'm saying? Like, ah, she's a goddamn robot. I mean, um, like Tom at like Tom Atkins and her had a sex scene, and I was just like, "You fucked the robot." Like <laughs> when that happened, I was like, "Wouldn't he have known?" <laughs> hey, bro. Hey, you know, like I'm saying that the most realistic sex robot ever. This yeah. guy, you know, I'm sure the, um, you know, the the vagina was as realistic as possible. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh you know, you. you he threw in some, you know, some slime in there or something. And, you know, hey, it's just, um, you know, again, why, why are you going after kids with this, this, these masks and, and the statement, man, make trillions off of these sex robots. Yeah, um, I feel you. But Tom Atkins, uh, the actor was like, what was he, like 30 years older than that, than that actress? Yeah, there's, there's quite a difference there. there. There was a hell of an age difference. And, um. You know, they did that, that sex scene too. And again, you know, this guy was just like, look, I got to get laid. 
I'll deal with my kids later. Right now, I got to do something. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm out with this young chick right here. This is a fountain of youth. And th- this guy's like, yeah, the hell with my kids. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, whatever. I, I, where, wherever the hell, I, I don't know what the hell I'm saying. No, I feel you. So I think that puts a wrap on Halloween 3. Um, well, well, here's the thing about Halloween 3. What, what did you think about those... Um, when when you first saw this, what a how old were you? Oh, I maybe was like fourteen or fifteen. And all right, um, did you think that those guys in the suits were robots when you first watched it? No. Was it kind of a shock for you when you found out? I it's hard. I I don't really think so. It's kind of funny. One of the guys in the suits is Dick Warlock. Yeah, I, I recognize them. Yep. I was like, oh, there's there's old Dicky. Why was it was it just shock for you? No, because you could tell they move funny, yeah. and you know, it's like, come on, man, just just give me a break. You know, it just was bad. You know, what I'm saying like like that's another one too. It's it's a bad movie, but it's is it good because it's bad, or is mm-hmm. it is it good because we want to give it a a chance? You know what I'm saying? You know, or do we feel bad for it? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, you know, it's not definitely, I, I don't watch it at all. You know, um, I remember I was just texting my friend early. I was like, can I borrow your, your DVD or some uh, of Halloween three? Uh, cause I'm going to, I'm going to be on a podcast. And then I forgot that I, I downloaded them. Um, the, the whole series for uh, on digital files for $7. So I just watched it on my TV and mm-hmm. just now I'm just like, you know, it's just, you know, even then, I'm like, I, I wouldn't watch this again. You know, I'm perfectly fine not seeing this movie for the rest of my life. Um, uh, you know, just bury it. Not bury it. No, no. I, I mean, definitely watch it because it's part of the franchise. If you haven't seen the whole Halloween franchise every in your life, start with one through the the Rob Zombies. Just watch it. Oh, even the, the 2018. Just, just watch it because it's part of the franchise. You know, it, it has a Halloween three, you know, it just makes it part of the franchise, but um, it's just a weird, it's just, you know, like you said, it, it, like, why do this? I don't know. Just, I don't know where I'm going, but like, they should have just titled this something else. Don't add the Halloween three franchise, uh, Halloween three season of the witch, call it, you know, whatever, you know, some, something else, but it, they should have. They should have thought ahead. You know what I'm saying? They should have brought Michael Myers back for part three. Um, it's kind of weird. I don't, I, we got to keep moving here, but I do want to throw one thing in there. They actually tie in. There's um in the very beginning of the movie, when the kids are watching the TV, there's a promotional ad on the TV that the first Halloween is airing. Like, you know, Halloween night at eight, eight o'clock on such and yeah. such, which I thought was kind of cool. It was, I mean, just a weird little thing they did but i guess it's like tying it in without tying it in but i don't know if that was like a studio note you know hey we want to do this for the fan i don't know but oh they probably yeah let's probably maybe like some some inside joke or something but yeah. at the same time you know you're watching this in the movie theater in 19 what 1980 something and um you don't see michael myers for the whole movie you're like yo what what, what the hell is going on here yeah all right to four we go <laughs> yeah halloween four: the return of michael myers now i said i've seen the sequels before i saw the first one 
this was the first one I saw. <laughs> what this was the first Halloween movie you ever saw? Yeah, I, I saw it on uh, AMC. Does their Fear Fest every October? Oh, okay. And this was on. I think how it went is like this was on, and then that documentary I saw they aired, and then like Halloween was on that night. But yeah, four was my introduction to it, and. I don't know. We'll go. What, what's your What's your thoughts out of the gate? Well, man, it, it's a shame you saw your first Halloween movie was the Halloween movie with probably the second worst mask. Oh aside, yeah. <laughs> aside from part five, the John Cusack face. Um, it's like John Cusack meets Nicolas Cage kind of thing. Yeah, man. We'll get like, to that a little bit. But. Yeah, but um, this Halloween mask, this this dude has been fucking smoking some weed, man, because the eyes are lazy. Um, it just looks bad. Though it's it's not a bad movie. They were trying. You know what I'm saying? They were they were trying to carry over something. They were trying to do something brand new. You know what I'm saying? It's it's directed by uh, Dwight H. Little. And yeah, he did a uh, mark for death with Steven Seagal. Yeah. I so like yeah. it, he's been in, I've listened to him in interviews and, you know, I think his heart was in the right place. Like he was trying to create the atmosphere that John Carpenter did. Yeah. Well, he failed. <laughs> Sorry. But like, <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> That's the funniest part of this show right there. Hey, Sorry. Well, you know, no, Hey, but- I, it's, I, I, that's how I feel. Sorry. No, I no, I look, no, no go off, man. But yeah. he, you know, he said he's like, you know, we, we we tried to, you know, carry on a lot from the first, a lot of vibes and whatnot. Yeah, and sure. you know, I, I can see the effort there, but I, I get what you mean. It's yeah, sure. Yeah. I know you're being nice. You know, I'm, being, I'm the host, man. I gotta <laughs> <laughs> you really like Halloween four. I mean, I, I don't know when I say like that's maybe that that's probably like a blanket statement. But what, what are some things you like about it that you could say, yes, it's probably a solid entry into the franchise, what they're trying to do? I think now everything I just said, I can like like I said, I like I see the effort there, but I'm I'm kind of with you there. Like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> it's, I don't know. I mean, I, it's just I don't know the the niece. You know what I'm saying? Um, okay, I love Danielle Harris. I think. Oh no, you don't. No, no, she's fine. I mean, I, she, I, I like her. She, she's been in the Roseanne series. Yeah. Um, you know, don't tell mom the, the babysitter's dead. You know that that one too. Um, the last Boy Scout. Yeah. Um, you know she's known for playing these these smart ass mouth mm-hmm. type of you know girl. But yeah, this one like she was really good in this in, in four and five. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't have a problem with her, but it just felt weird. Like the niece. You know what I'm saying? Like it felt like another kind of like the what hell? they did with the brother sister thing. Cause then they were carrying that over into four. Uh, and look, there, there's there. Well, they're, they're telling the audience, they look, you better, you know, the, uh, <laughs> you better be on board. They're telling the audience, man, you better swallow this shit because <laughs> it was like, I'm going to open my fire. You go swallow what I give you to swallow. Um, it, it, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's from Shawshank. Sorry. I feel um, you. But yeah, they, they're just saying, yo, this, 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 here it is. You better accept this or not. And yeah, you get, uh, Lori had a daughter and she faked her own death. Um, so, you know, sometime, whatever, between part, you know, one and three. Yeah. And, and um, at least they got Donald Pleasance back. Um, yeah. 
And he you again know, is like the the constant of the franchise, and you know he he his character again kind of gets you into the stakes of the movie. Yeah, because he's he's got to say the same thing again, like he did in part one. He's like, "Look, there's this maniac in your town. You got to do something." And the cops are like, "Yeah, whatever." There's uh, a funny uh, there's a funny line. I don't know why it's just a little thing, and I think it's just the actor is you know just some local guy they hired, and he has no acting abilities whatsoever. <laughs> But when the ambulance crashes and like Donald Pleasant shows up at the crash and it's the cop and, you know, Donald Pleasant's want, Dr. Loomis wants to know what happened. And the cops like this really jolly old Midwestern guy. And he's just, he's just kind of like happened in the middle of the night. It happens. It happened. And like, dude, the ambulance just doesn't fucking fly off a bridge, man. Like it doesn't. I got to look for that. Cause I've never, I've probably never noticed that in the entire movie. It, like it just, bothers just me it. so much. He's just this jovi, jovial little guy. Like, hey man, it just happened in the middle of the night. It happens. <laughs> yeah, it's probably like, one of the, fuck you. It doesn't. Probably one of them. Uh, yeah, those actors. Oh, I've been in the movie. <laughs> yeah. I'm in the movies over there. Check Look out my IMDb. <laughs> That's on my screen reel. I can act very dramatic. <laughs> but, you shot me. To answer your question, do I like Halloween 4? And the answer really is it's changed over the years. When I saw it when I was a teenager, yeah, I mean, I liked it. You know, whatever. It's a it's a s- s- slasher movie. I liked slasher movies. When I get older, I fucking laugh at it now. <laughs> yeah, there's so many things to laugh at this movie. And so many things that I'm just like, man, I was really afraid of that when I was a kid. You know, that creeped me out. And Yeah. Um, but this movie, you know, the fact that you got um, uh, this guy, Brady. That's the, yeah. the, the, the caterpillar eyebrow. What's his name? Uh, He's from uh, Days and Confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's his name, Brady or Grady, whatever. Great, yeah. Um, yeah, so he's over there. Um, you know, the boyfriend of this girl, I forget her name. Um who, who's the who's the girl now in part? Uh Rachel, who's played Rachel, by... yeah, right, Rachel. I, Don't I worry about the name. name of the actress, but yeah, he's he's trying he, he's with Rachel, but you know, he's trying to get with this girl now, the one at the drugstore. Um the cop's daughter, the sheriff's yeah. daughter. Oh, oh my god, man. Now, when you're a kid watching that scene, mm-hmm. and you know what I'm saying, they're, they're, they're in the house and everything, and yo, know, this girl, man, that was a hot chick right there. Kathleen uh, Kinmont was the actress's name, who plays uh, uh, Sheriff Meeker's daughter. Yeah, and that's, yeah. um, it, uh, what's his name? The actor, Bo Starr, who's yeah. um, the brother of Mike Starr. Yeah, the guy from uh, Dumb and Dumber. The you know the guy's like guys, guys. Yeah. Wow, yeah. But um, yeah. What the hell? Uh, where where were we? Because man, I hate when I fucking talk. It's okay. I just keep going, and I'm just like, where the hell? Like I swim out into the ocean. I'm like, where the hell was I? You were talking about uh, I don't even know. You're talking about how she's he's dating two girls and whatnot. Yeah. And it all culminates well, all like, right. at that house. But anyway, all right. So, all right. Halloween 4, what compared to the way Halloween 1 and 2 looked, the way Halloween 4 looks is way different because mm-hmm. it's not an anamorphic. Yeah. I think it's in, um, you know, 1A5 or something or, or yeah, probably. whatever, full screen. I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not that technical, but it doesn't look the same as Halloween 1 and 2 because 
in Halloween one and two, the at night the blacks look black. There's no blue tints. There's no purple or whatever like that. And this one, it it just it looks a little more stylish, uh, stylistic. You think compared? No, to no. The, I, the I Halloween four has like a very. This came out the year I was born, but Halloween four looks like a straight to video movie sometimes. Yeah. 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 Exactly. It looks like, you know, back in the day, if, if, you know, watching USA movies, USA, uh, USA up channel. All yeah. It's just like, oh, here's our uh, original episode our, or original movie Halloween. And yeah, it doesn't have that, that look. It's a, you know what I'm saying? And it's done. You, you got Dwight H. Little compared to John Carpenter. Yeah. You know, and then you got Dean Cundy, who's the cinematographer. And I don't know who's the cinematographer in this movie, but they just, you know, it doesn't look good. Like, you know, Michael Myers and the, and the whole thing, it just doesn't look good, you know? And I think this is the Michael Myers with the shoulder pads, too. Yeah, they got a bigger guy to do it, too. But yeah, I think he's, which, he's wearing shoulder pads. He has to be. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't, it, it doesn't look good. I, I, I don't think, think that it, it just doesn't look good. I'm sorry. No, no, it's okay, man. Um, I didn't make it. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I was cutting, I was cutting you off. No, I, what I was going with, I think there's like little moments in the movie that I think they're just trying to be really fucking dramatic, and like the opening scene where the the doctors go to the insane asylum for the patient transfer, and that security guard that's bringing them down the elevator, his dialogue is just like. Like when they get off the elevator, he's like, "Welcome to hell." <laughs> I was like, "He's not gonna say lock that. your doors." <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jesus ain't got no place here. Yeah, um, Jesus ain't got nothing to do with this place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's what it is. Um, yeah, talk about like I'd be like, dude, are you like be taking acting classes or something? Yeah, um, and the, the, I mean, like I obviously like Loomis, but there's when they go to the police station. I guess Michael Myers massacred the Haddonfield police station. And um, Sheriff Meeker comes up to him and he just like shakes him and goes like, what are we dealing with here? And Loomis is just like, evil. <laughs> Again, yeah, evil, evil, evil has come to your town. And, you know, every single person, you know what I'm saying, from the first sheriff to, to the part two and then to this guy, it's just like, you know, hey, I know what I'm talking about. You know, you got this yeah. lunatic, this mass killer in your town, do something. Everybody, yeah, more fancy talk. yeah. There's a lot of the horror tropes that by 1988 we've seen before, like that I think they put in this. And I mean, I think people just hold Halloween to such a high standard that when you see the typical horror tropes show up in the sequels, you're just kind of like, eh, come on. But one thing I do like is, I mean, I'm a sucker for a good death, even though, even if the death is out absolutely outlandish, but like Michael Myers sticking his thumb in people's foreheads bro <laughs> like, I, you know what's crazy is um that that just didn't really bother me or something i don't know i guess like when i first saw it, it it probably reminded me of something like jason yeah i think they were trying to pull from friday the 13th yeah and it's just like yo this guy's been you know studying with mr miyagi or something because you know boy, now he's yeah. gonna you know do some you know i you know i'm gonna fracture skulls with my thumb now and you know what I'm saying? It just is like all, all these uh, crazy kills compared to the first movie. Yeah. Where he was just like cutting throats with knives. I, I mean, even if you look at what they, I mean, they hired a bigger guy and put some shoulder pads on him for, um, to play Michael Myers. Yeah, it looks bad. But, the, but I think like you think 
by then Kane Hodder has been Jason. I think by then maybe they were pulling from, maybe we need a bigger, uh, more lumbering villain. I don't know. Yeah, it looks bad. You know, when, when you start chasing the puck, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I know what you mean, but yeah. Um, I mean, final verdict on four for me is it's, it's watchable. I, this is just me. I, you know, again, it's kind of like two, I can, or two or three, I can, you know, put it on with a laundry, I'm folding laundry. Oh, absolutely. I can turn my brain off. I think most of the sequels, that's kind of my verdict. I can turn my brain off. I can laugh at some stupid parts and whatnot, but it is what it is for me. Yeah. Halloween four. I think it's, um, (laughs) it's, oh man. I don't know. Every time I put it on, I, I'm just like, I don't know. It's just not that good, but it's, it's fun to pick apart, I guess. But the mask, it just, Oh yeah. We didn't talk about the mask. We talked about the yeah, mask. like, yo, how do you not get the mold of William Shatner again? Because I'm sure that mold has been around. I'm sure the company that made the masks for the original William Shatner mask still exists. And I'm sure they still have the mold. So contact the company that owns the mold and say, Hey, we need this William Shatner mask because the poster of, of part four shows the original mask. Yeah. That and then always when you see part me. four, it's got this fucking weird lazy eyed mask. I'm like, bro, like you lied to us. Yeah. I, it always face. looks like the mask is smiling sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. It's like some weird, you know, just like, yeah, yeah, yo, what's up, man? You know, like, yeah, I'm here to kill you. Sorry, bro. Yeah. Um, and it's just, um, it, it just doesn't work. And then the shoulder pads, they don't look good. You know, it always looks like he's doing like this, huh? Like me type of suggestion with the yeah. shoulders, like raising the shoulders. Um, Loomis again, um, you know, where uh, Michael what, gets the, um, the, uh, the mechanic jumpsuit again. So he kills this, he, he kills this guy um, at the diner. Yeah. Uh, so, so Loomis there again. So, you know, there, there's an explosion there. So, of course, when a movie has a budget, they're gonna do an explosion. Yeah. But um, but other than that, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I could watch all the Halloween movies, but yeah, this one, I think it's better than the next movie, Part Five. Well, then oh, that's sorry, a perfect uh, perfect segue. Uh, Halloween Five: The Revenge of Michael Myers. Well, yeah, Halloween, what, at the end of Halloween 4, they they throw Michael down a, a well or a hole? Yes, they did. And that's what takes us into Halloween 5. I mean, they just, in, at the end of 4, they just, like, shoot him down into, like, I didn't even know what it was the first time I saw it, but it turns out he falls down a well, and then he's at the top of 5, he's floating down a river, and the mask is different, which I always think is fucking yeah. awesome. Once you start yeah, five, dude, yeah, it's it's a strange looking mask, you know. And the director was saying that he wanted to add his own mark on the movie by giving a different look to the mask. Yeah, and it just looks like this, you know, pissed off, um, receding hairline guy. Oh, he has like know? a he is like a um, what is it a widow's peak the, the, haircut the, or what, the nick cage you know yeah from, he um, looks like he looks like yeah. nick cage meets john cusack which i think you said yeah <laughs> yeah he, he, well he looks more i think he looks more like uh john cusack but he's got the nick cage hairline definitely no and honestly um so there's a new little bit off topic but not but there's a new uh scream factory is putting out like the first five blu-rays a new edition of the halloween movies 
And so many people were leaving comments on their Facebook page and on the photo of the Halloween five cover. And they're like, yo, it's fucking Nick Cage. <laughs> like, so well, they're, yeah, they're, they're doing the, um, the 4k release, right? Yeah. 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 Here's my thing on this. Um, you know, uh, not, not to digress, but I'm waiting until Halloween ends comes out until mm-hmm. they release a, an, an entire Halloween collection of all the Halloween movies, mm-hmm. then I will buy it because they keep coming out with these versions, you know, on Blu-ray, yeah. 4k. They're doing waiting. that with, they're doing that with Friday the 13th. Scream Factory just did a big thing for Friday the 13th. And now Paramount is doing something a year after the fact. And it's like, come on, man. Yeah. I, I, yeah. That's why I don't buy them. I don't own any I, of the collections. You know, I kind of like, I, I still collect, I mean, as you can see over here, but like I, I still buy, but when it comes to like collector stuff, I, I, I can't do it, but anyway. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You'll, you'll fall down the rabbit hole with that. So Halloween five, pretty much he goes down a river and shows up like, what is it? Like some, some like guy with a shack on the river. <laughs> yeah. Because then uh, had brings him in. In Haddonfield, you know, you, you have um, deliverance type of people that just, you know, live in the area. So yeah. this guy, yeah, is out there just living off the land, whatever. And, you know, he lets Michael crash at his place for like a year. Uh, every Halloween, Michael rises from the ashes. Yeah, he's he's like been in a coma for a year because we're kind of seeing that in the opening credits. Yeah, dude, it gets tiring slicing and dicing people. You know, you got to recharge the yeah. batteries. Yeah, dude, dude. What if he just yeah? What if he just like went out and like got a job somewhere for like six months and no, no, that's what serial killers do. <laughs> they walk among us, you know. But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So five. I'll say it up front. I think the next two we're going to talk about five and six are probably my least favorite of all of them. I I don't have a lot of positive things to say about five. Okay. Um, I I could agree with you on five. It's uh, I feel it's like, it's the same old shit, you know, it's, it's not, it's not surprising, you know, to me, it's not, it's like, all right, now you, you got, Michael Myers competing with Jason Voorhees now yeah. when Michael Myers was the OG that came out in what 78. Mm-hmm. And then when did uh, Jason emerge? What from um, 1982 or something? Uh, I mean, with, with, you know, he shows up at the end of the first one in 80, but like he's actually out killing people in the second one, 1981. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Thank you. Yes. In 1981. So Michael was the OG. So it, but the, this one is, it's no surprises now. It's just, you know, eh, whatever. It, everything looks kind of just boring, you know, like. Well, it, su- it, supposedly behind the scenes, this is just from bonus features on DVDs I've seen. Uh, they rushed this. Like oh, they oh, yeah. they started shooting like when four was like still in the theaters because it's one year after another, 88 and 89. And you can just fucking like you ever watch a movie and you're like oh they slap this together real quick that's that's how i think about five it just this they they're making money again despite four having maybe somewhat mixed reviews it made its money back turned a profit so they're like boom we're doing five oh, yeah yeah kind of funny like the, oh, sorry, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. It, yeah it's like the the mortal Kombat annihilation mm-hmm. you know they yeah. just put that shit together and it looks like a tv pilot and <laughs> 
you know, like the Halloween series, you know, this is the pilot part four is the pilot and it just crashes and burns. It, it just, um, I don't know. Like the, I guess the director is like, I think he's French <laughs> and, you know, he kind of added like, you know, the French, he wanted to add a very, european vibe to it this is just stuff i've seen on commentaries and interviews and whatnot and you know he had a very european cinema style to him and it i just don't think it crossed over into a slasher film really that well those are kind of my cons about the movie also like the two cops in it where they get kind of this like goofball theme music when they show up oh yeah like the the squawking toy thing (laughs) yeah well you know I'm, i'm sorry when i said it crashes and burns i meant part four because uh, I'm still thinking about that movie. Uh, so yeah, I'm sorry. Part five, part five, it does, it looks a little more stylistic than part four, I, I feel. Um, yeah. But still, it's just, again, it's just not, it's not that good. You know, you know, you got, yeah, again, you got the bumbling cops, you know, with the wee, doo-doo. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't really care for that. They kill off, they bring Rachel back for part four from part four into part five. They kill her off. We're giving spoilers away, by the way, but they kill no, her off. Yeah, 20 no, minutes. I mean, hey, if you have all right, if you're listening to this without watching the Halloween any the, the, the Halloween franchise, like you know, that's your fault. Yeah. Um I, they just uh, they kill her off 20 minutes in and supposedly the actress, she was not very happy about that. They, they brought her back and. Well, the thing is that they were going to kill her in a more graphic way. Yeah. And then supposedly she said uh, she had the, the power to say, Hey, no, I don't want to die like that. I want to die in a more. Um, I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, less graphic way. And, you know, being the director, I'd be like, wait, you know what? Like, no, this is, you're, you're going to die in the movie. You know, I, I would have been like, no, I don't, you know, she was supposed to get uh, scissors shoved down her throat. She still got stabbed with scissors, I think, but yeah. in, in the chest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In the upper chest, but yeah, and she, and that was a graphic thing. She's like, I don't want sh- scissors shoved down my throat, but mm-hmm. it's a movie. You know, come yeah. On. I, I kind of hate when they, I think the only movie to get away with it. And I don't even really think it was getting away with it. Cause there was some rumors going in um, with, you know, I'm talking about scream with Drew Barrymore dying in the first opening, but I think well, that, that, was, that was a good scene. I like, no, it. that was a well, very well crafted yeah. scene. But like, I think when you go into like a, a movie, even if it's not a horror movie, and I'm also like, like that GI Joe sequel where they put Channing Tatum in it for like 10 fucking minutes and then he dies. Not that. Okay. Yeah. I really yeah, thought the get... movie was that good anyway, but I just, I hate, where they kill off a character that they're bringing in from the sequel in the first act, not even entirely in the first act. And then I have to shift my focus on someone that I thought was going to be a supporting character for the rest of the movie. And I, it just kind of jars me. And like, I know Danielle Harris was going to probably have, I mean, she kind of, at least it feels like her character kind of takes on puts the movie she puts the movie on her back and kind of has to carry it and well yeah because i mean you feel you feel for this little girl i mean you you want i think that's safe that's my one pro about the movie i think she's phenomenal in it i think she carries the drama really well like there's this i usually don't like too much like overly dramatic dialogue in slasher movies but 
that end where you know he's in the car chasing them and um she just Which, like what? Go ahead. Uh, yeah, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. No, oh, and I'm she sorry. just like she's chasing the her Rachel's friend who she ends up killing, but the car stops and like Michael Myers is looking at little Jamie and she just looks at him and goes like, "Here! You want me? Here I am." And then she starts running and I was like, "Yo, that was actually like really powerful." <laughs> and- well, what what's crazy is that okay. So you're talking about um Oh, yeah, yeah. See, damn, I'm getting confused with part four, where he's in the truck. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's climbing all over them. I'm like, how the fuck do you guys not hear this guy (laughs) banging on your truck? You know what I'm saying? And you guys are fucking deaf. Um, But yeah, uh, part five, when she's in the cotton field. Yeah. No, I I think uh, part, I think there's obviously like an arc between four and five with her character. Like four, she's a scared little girl five she has to be kind of courageous and yeah well yeah because you know she's sick and tired of this guy coming after her yeah, so she my. does you know the the sigourney weaver thing yeah no uh, it's yeah it's that's like my one favorite part i mean you know say what else you want to say about it but that's all i got for halloween five honestly <laughs> it's um that you know the thing about this kid is like being a child actor she's very convincing that yeah. she's scared for her life um, that this guy with the mask is, is, uh, you know, running around chasing her. And, um, you know, you, that's the only thing about four and five that I think work is that, yes, you actually feel bad for this girl. Um, I think it's Daniel Harris that, you know, carries four and five. Other than that, it's, they're, you know, both kind of like, eh, whatever. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you on that. I think it's time where things get a little confusing now. Let's talk. Halloween Curse of Michael Myers, starring the iconic Paul Rudd. <laughs> uh, you mean Paul Stephen Rudd, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and this version has what the theatrical and the producer's cut. Which okay. Is- I have still I've heard the stories of the producer's cut. I still have yeah. not seen it. Oh man. Um I would say there, there's things you could take away from the theatrical and the producer's cut. Mm-hmm. So it's not great, but it's not awesome. But there's something to be like, all right, I can see what they were trying to do with this one, okay. uh, which is kind of odd. Um, I don't want to give anything away. Um, but yes. Okay, it's let me very just do odd. this. Let me do this. A spoiler alert. If you haven't seen the producer's cut, scroll ahead five minutes because I want to learn some shit right now. Go oh, ahead. Really? Talk to me. So you want to know about it? I, I kind of want to know a little bit about it. Okay. So Michael Myers is controlled by some type of cult society. Yeah. And the leader of the cult society is Dr. Wynn. Yeah. Okay. I've heard these things, but I've done just, you know. Yes. So they actually control Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. So Jamie Lloyd is uh, pregnant, uh, but she's pregnant by Michael Myers. Which is oh, her I didn't uncle. know that. Michael Myers is her uncle. So it's the story touches on incest. Incest. Yeah. This is kind of weird, but I'm I'm intrigued. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy because it's like when you're watching the producers, because like, whoa, this would never fly in a theatrical release. Because yeah. they'd be like, This is this is crazy. This is, you know, you you know, you're hitting on some traumatic stuff here. Um, so yes, Michael 
is Jamie Lloyd's uncle who impregnates her. And then the cult wants to have the baby. And so they can control it and have it be some killer or whatever, some, something they could, what, some shit yeah, like that. Cause they don't, I've only seen the theatrical cut and they, which I like, I yeah, like, like I, I, I think six, like six is again, one of my least favorites, but I think there's still things about it that I, I love it more than five. I, it's one of my most favorites. Really? Okay. Yeah, no, then go I, ahead. I no, feel, no, go ahead. I, I feel because in part six, like, look at the movie. It looks damp. You know, there's there's no sunlight. You know, it's yeah. very moody looking. I do like that. You know, it kind of, you know, it doesn't give you any hope. You know what I'm saying? The, it's you know, very it's just, bleak. Yes. Thank you very much. Maybe I guess I and, do like it. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's it's not a bad one. And here's the thing. I like the guitar in part six. Okay. Thank yeah. you very much. The, you know, I love all that shit. And in the producer's cut, you don't hear that. So I do like the guitar riffs in Halloween 6 theatrical cut. Um, but the producer's cut, this is what fucks you. This is what's going to fuck you up right now. You want to know how they stop Michael Myers in part six? Paul Rudd throws down these magic stones in front of Michael Myers and cuts himself with a knife and smears his blood-soaked hand on the floor and says some bullshit and then michael myers just stands still right there so he throws these magic rocks on the floor and michael myers will not cross the barrier and that is the producer's cut and it's fucking weird like but i'm in man i'm in (laughs) definitely watch it because some uh the the deaths are different like the um the asshole father in the movie Mm -hmm. um the one that's like you just lost it Debra. you just lost it you know and he's a fucking dick man oh my god man uh, he's the one death in the franchise where i'm like yeah fucking get him oh my yeah exactly you and you shouldn't feel that way though you should be like no this man needs to be saved but obviously the movie's saying fuck this asshole you know you want this guy to die no matter what um but his death is different in in the scene in the theatrical cut i think michael myers sticks a rod in him in in his uh chest yeah. Uh, in his thorax and his head explodes from the yeah. electricity or something yeah. and i think in the producer's cut it goes a different way so i forget i'm trying to remember um again i'm drinking and i've been smoking it's, it's all good um but it's a different it, it looks different in in the um producer's cut so there's things you could take away from the producer's cut and theatrical cut, but man, those magic rocks that would not work in a theatrical release. Yeah, no, that, that as much as I actually kind of want to see it and go through that. Yeah. I could see that not working in a theater. Yeah. It's just strange. You know, it's now, strange correct me if I'm wrong, I did YouTube the ending of the producer's cut uh, spoiler alert uh, for anybody, but um isn't there, and if I'm wrong, just correct me, but isn't there a switcheroo between Michael and the doctor or am I wrong? Yes. No, okay. no, no. You're, you're right. Okay. So in the theatrical cut, the version that you've been used to watching, you hear Dr. Loomis saying to Paul Rudd and the woman, they, you, you know, they're like, oh, come with us. He's like, no, I got some things to do here. And then you hear the yelling, ah, ah. And then on the floor, you see the mask and the needle. Yep. So in the producer's cut, um, Dr. Wynn 
is the one laying on the floor with the Michael Myers mask on. Mm-hmm. So when Loomis pulls it off, he's like, oh, shit, it's you. And then Dr. Wim like, oh, it's your game now, doctor. So Dr. Loomis looks at his uh, wrist and then he sees the, the sign of Thor, the tattoo. And that's when he says, ah, that's where they got to scream from. So what? Dr. Loomis has the, um, the, the killing ability or whatever transferred to him. And then you see Michael Myers dressed as a man in black walking away. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, so yeah <laughs> do you think an audience a theatrical audience would have really got behind that one or you know they think they're like no give us the old killing and stabbing and blabbing and you know call it a night see it's funny because we were just talking about five and there's nothing new about five really i mean yeah they they worked in the um the cult the the man and the man in the, the man in black yeah the there, man in black with the freaking which- um yeah with the, those fucking cowboy boots and yeah those. which like doesn't really make a lot of sense in five I, yeah. I mean, obviously you parallel it to six, but um, I'm pretty sure I feel like theater goers in five when they saw that and there really wasn't that much of a culmination to it. They were probably like, what the fuck? Yeah. But like, honestly, like, OK, so I said six is kind of low end for me, but I think it probably is because I've only really seen the theatrical cut. It sounds like in Curse, they... um they just fucking rolled the dice and wanted to try something completely new. And I just think like, you know, for some people, maybe it works for some people, maybe it doesn't, but I, from what I've heard about the producer's cut and from what you can tell, they're trying to still show you in the theatrical cut. I kind of respect the fact that they are trying something new that, that that's just my take. No, you're absolutely right. Because what else can you do? with the by the time you hit part six yeah yeah you you know part six you know like you want to make this fucking you want to make a six entry fine we're doing some crazy shit now all right you know yeah exactly you've done the brother sister thing all right we close that book uh you've done the the fucking niece and then the you know the telekinesis or what um the the Mm. telegraph um telegraph (laughs) whatever the uh, telepathic telepathic shit all right now we went into that one and so now what do we do all right let's kind of bring it back to the the family again you know what i'm saying at least yeah you're right they did try and they tried something different um but this one i like because again look at the look of the movie you know it looks very drab it looks very gray and it keeps that fall um new england weathery type of look when it's you know october november you know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, and it just looks very bad. And I do like it. And again, you know, points for the guitar, the guitar yeah. riff, uh, the guitar theme of the Michael Myers. Like, yeah. hey, I give that shit points. No, I, I think it deserves. Yeah, I think it deserves a little more credit than it does. But, but the thing is, all right, then this goes into the cult. They're making little fetuses. Yeah. Of Michael Myers. So yeah. what, what are they trying to do? Like the Judge Dredd type of thing? Of <laughs> yeah. Just making all, all these clones so they can kill people for what? I don't know. Um, but that kill scene in the hospital where Michael Myers goes into that surgery, uh, uh, the room where they're, where they're doing the operation, mm-hmm. he's got that long ass serrated blade. And that's a good scene. Yeah. You know, I mean, hey, it's whatever. It's, it's not... Yeah, it, 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 um, I mean, I haven't watched the theatrical cut. I got it on DVD in a few years, but I've seen it multiple times. And it's a good scene, man. Once, yeah, once I found out that there was a different cut out there, 
some things started to make sense. Cause you watch that theatrical cut and you, you ever can, you can also kind of tell sometimes when a movie has been fucked with a lot in editing. Oh, yeah. and I go back and now that I know that there's a different cut out there, I watch it and go like, Oh yeah, they, they cut something here. They chopped something out here. Like you, there's just messes from time to time in the movie. Yeah. And you're like, okay, this kind of makes sense now. Like there's, there's definitely a different movie out there. So to learn when there was a producer's cut kind of makes more sense why the theatrical cut just has like some unexplained holes from time to time. Well, yeah, you know, and then that's why it makes sense, you know, for the Snyder cut to exist. (laughs) Because when you see the first Justice League, you're like, what the fuck? Like, yo, hey, there's some more, there's some shit in here that, that, um, you know, because there's always going to be a director's cut. Yeah. You know, isn't that the thing where, you know, directors, they'll, they'll, they'll bring their version and then the studio would be like, well, we don't like this. We don't like that. Get rid of this. Right. Yeah. So I just remember feeling like when I watched the theatrical cut, finally, uh, there just was a lot of holes. Oh, a, yeah. A lot of different things. Yeah. That's and awesome. when you when you watch the producer's cut, you're going to be like, I think I like the theatrical cut a little more. Really? <laughs> because, yeah, I'm telling you, when you see Paul Rudd with the magic, you know, it's like in Napoleon Dynamite, he's like, I forgot the magic crystals. You know, when they're going to when they're going to do the time machine. It's just like that. You're like, what the fuck? Like, oh, my God. But thank thank God it exists. All That's right. what you're going to say. Because the okay. more Halloween movies, the better. OK. And with Regardless that- of how bad they are. <laughs> and. And with that, we arrive at 1998's Halloween H2O. Yeah, dude, I saw this when I was in um, in high school. I think I was a junior. What year did it come out? 1998, because it was 20 years after. It was a 20-year anniversary movie. And oh, I yeah. remember like seeing the previews, and I was like, Halloween H2O? Halloween water? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everybody's like, what the fuck? Like, Halloween... Yeah, exactly. So, but they, at least Jamie, Jamie Lee Curtis is back. They brought back Jamie Lee Curtis. This was their big return to the the franchise. There was a lot of I remember there being a lot of hype around it that she was back, but behind the scenes, I guess they were she was trying to wrangle John Carpenter back to do it, and Carpenter was like, "Nah, fuck no, I'll just take my check." <laughs> well, the thing is, um, on that that episode I was listening to, well, the, that podcast. They said that John Carpenter wanted $10 million as a fee. Yeah. Um, and the studio was just like, ah, fuck that. But here's the thing. Look how much money it made anyways. Yeah. So you're going to tell me, like, why not just give John the $10 million, shut him up, and you collect the rest of the money? Like, that's what he wants, $10 because he's the one that, you know, said, hey, look what I did. You know, hey, who knew that this movie was going to, people were going to ask for more of it. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I also heard the fact that uh, Jamie Lee Curtis was trying to, you know, have like the original kind of crew back for, you know, I don't mean like crew crew. I just mean like the original heads of like John Carpenter and maybe I, I don't know if Deborah Hill was still alive. Actually, yeah, she probably oh, was. Yeah, but it would have been great if John came back and, yeah. you know, Dean Cundy as well. But everybody said pretty pretty much everybody said no. It, and so Jamie Lee Curtis was kind of stuck with the movie. And so she kind of had to go do it. And they they ended up bringing on, uh, oh, my God, what is his name? Steve Miner. 
Thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Steve Miner from Friday the 13th fame. He was kind of Sean Cunningham, Sean Cunningham's uh, understudy. And then he took on like part two and three, I think. And yeah. he's, uh, I don't know. Like I, I it, it feels very nineties. It feels very. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, well, here's the thing. You, you forgot to mention that it's dimension. Yeah, it has is, yeah. the, the rights to the Halloween franchise. So they also did Scream. I, I don't know if they were up to part two by then, um, but yeah. Dimension did Scream. So it has that 90s look, you know, and LL Cool J's in it. And, you know, it's uh, Josh Hartnett. You, you know, you're in the 90s when you watch Halloween H2O, Halloween 7. Yeah. I mean, this, I mean, you have Michelle Williams in there who, you yeah. know, Famous from Dawson's Creek, which yeah. I, I, I don't know. I never watched. No, I never watched, but she's gone on to have a hell of a career. Yeah. Oh, hell um, yeah. Josh Hartnett's in there. Uh, little Joseph yeah. Gordon-Levitt <laughs> Josh, is in the beginning. Josh Hartnett, yeah. Comb your hair. Comb your hair. <laughs> I remember that. Uh, Alan Arkin um, Alan Arkin or Adam Arkin. Which one is it? Uh, plays the Jamie Lee's like kind of boyfriend-ish. Oh, it's, it's not Alan Arkin. <laughs> It's, that's a dude from uh, little miss sunshine no i know but hold on it's um like <laughs> oh it's, alan arkin. <laughs> it's not alan arkin. alan arkin no it's um the dude that um yeah whatever his name is I don't i'm know. gonna get it i have to you got it are you no online? i don't see it right, yet damn. where the f- why is he not cast on my google search ad it's adam arkin Adam Arkin, that's like, yeah, Alan Arkin, that's the guy that's um, from Airplane, no, um, from MASH, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Alan Arkin is, you know, an old timer actor. He's been around for a while, but um, <laughs> it's all good. Um, but they actually were able to bring back some original um, kind of people that have been woven throughout the franchise. Nancy Stevens, who plays um, the nurse caretaker, who was the nurse caretaker for Doctor? Yeah, Lindsay. yeah, from the from the first one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I thought- I thought that was a really cool tie-in and um that, well that, that, actually you know hey i'm sorry just to jump ahead she's in the new halloween yes uh, halloween kills yeah so man so damn she's been in the franchise three times they yeah they they bring her in and i think it's like a very good opening 15 minutes it's kind of a fun thing that sets up yeah i like story. it i mean by this time donald pleasance has passed away in real life so they kind of did this I I actually I do kind of dig those opening credits. Some of the music is a little Tim Burtony. It sounds like a Danny Elfman score with John Carpenter's theme in it. Well, at, at what point? Like, there's um, there's just some notes in the score that it just sounds I, more of an orchestra. Type yeah, of thing, like or... the, like it's it's cool, but like I don't I don't know I don't really know how I feel about it. But it sounds grandiose. It sounds a little grandiose. I mean, they obviously probably, you know, had a lot more money for this one. And, um, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, they're not going to go with the piano. Yeah, they cost no. like 500 bucks. But just to kind of have this, like the, the, these opening credits with just these like newspaper articles and stuff to kind of bring you back into the story. And you, you have, which I clearly don't think that is Donald Pleasant's voice, but they have a voiceover of like no, these quotes that yeah. he said yeah. throughout the franchise. I don't know the name of the actor or the voiceover um, person that's doing that. But when I first watched this in the movie theater, 
Um, I thought it sounded like Donald Pleasance. Yeah. And then watching it now, it does not sound no, it like him. No. And, you know, you're like, damn, that's pretty bad. But the one in Halloween 2018 sounds, you know, somewhat like him. Yeah. Compared it, it, to this one. It's, um, I, I like how they kind of took it out of Haddonfield too. And they put it in Northern California. Cause I mean, if I were to think about Lori Strode, she probably would not be living in Haddonfield, Illinois anymore. She'd probably want to get the fuck out of there and start a new life. Uh, yeah, they, they actually, her mom, Janet Lee, has like a little two scene, three scene role in it that doesn't really serve that much of a purpose to the story, but you could tell they were like, yeah, let's get Janet Lee in here. Yeah, of course. You know, the mother of Jamie Lee Curtis, who was in Psycho and... Has she gone out? Uh, no, she hasn't gone out. Um, sorry. Um, it's fine. Yeah, leave. Jamie Lee Curtis, of the mother of... Uh, no, uh, what, what's her name? She was Janet in Psycho. Lee. Janet Lee, thank the, you. The shower, famous shower scene. Yes. So, yeah, that was, again, I think that was just for the fans or something. Like, oh, look, look, there's some other, oh, my God. Um, it, it does, it did feel like a movie that was for the fans to kind of maybe re-energize the, the franchise a little bit. And I don't know, like, what do you think? Like, I, I think there's parts that work. I went and revisited it a couple of years ago and, some things kind of, some things kind of made me laugh at it a little bit. Like when they kill what, off, what? when they kill off Adam Arkin and they do the typical where he stabs him from behind. Oh, and listen, yeah, like the nurse in part two. Yeah, like that was. Yeah, I don't know. and but like Adam Arkin's character starts like, like just shivering, like he's being like, like fucking shocked by the highest hey. amount of voltage you can ever get shocked. I was like, uh, he probably struck a nerve or something. I don't, I don't know. know. Like, like what did he fucking hit? Like, yeah, that, that's a hell of a thing. Um, yeah, it just, I think they're just trying to do things that, uh, reminisce from the older movies. Yeah. But I think, uh, what was the name? Adam Arkin was just like, Oh man, let me, let me put a little swag on that by shaking and shivering. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I liked, I liked Josh. Josh Hartnett was kind of a, he was cool I like, it. I liked him. I didn't have a problem with him in the movie. And, you know, I actually found it interesting that Lori did have a son that of course that she would probably be divorced because she'd probably be just talking crazy. Like Linda Hamilton yeah. in Terminator two, you know, yeah, like she's a, she's the same trauma, thing. Yeah. So I didn't mind that. And I think he, he did all right. I, I, I uh, didn't, I didn't mind it at all. Um, uh, L.O. Cool J. Hello, Cool J was, you know, you can tell he's kind of there for like a little bit of comic relief. Yeah, baby. And he's, you know, he's got Shoot kind up. of a... I'm a horror movie, baby. <laughs> Shit, okay. I, all right, yeah. Like, I think they tried to uh, duplicate yeah, that in the next one, yeah. which I'll get into in a minute, but... Halloween is too old, baby. Get your water, baby, when you watch this movie, baby. Shit. He's nah, like reading yeah, this... poetry to his girlfriend on the phone. Uh, yeah, he, he's writing a book. Yeah, um, yeah. It, oh. I, you know, oh my god! And you know what I heard? Um, that he he didn't want to be killed off because he wanted to come back in a in a potential sequel. Yeah, which is but then Buster Ryan came back in a potential in in the sequel, which we'll get to later. Um, but yeah, Elo Kuja in this movie, I it's just for the fans. That's all it is. You know what I'm saying? Put him on yeah. the poster. He's in a Michael Myers movie. You know, it's a horror movie. Come on, come and see it. Yeah, no, it, it's definitely, 
it's definitely something for the fans. It's not the best one in the franchise. I mean, but it's, I, I felt like they were putting a lot of love into it. And I think sometimes it's, it, it's good when Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. Well, I mean, that's up for debate, but. Um, oh yeah. I mean, when you get to part eight, uh, we'll get, this yeah. one, yeah, this one is, you know, okay. You can see what they're trying to do. Like, yeah, she fates her own death and, you know, Michael Myers knows where she is. So he's going to do, um, you know, a cross country tour to find her. Yeah. Um, you know, in the family truckster. That the, bathroom that, scene in the truck stop. I, yeah. Fucking cool. Like that, that oh, one, the one. Dude, when, I, when I saw that in the movie theater, what, what when he's looking back at her. Oh my fucking dude, dude, God. Yeah, yeah. When I saw that in the theater, I was like, man, that's fucking creepy. And, and it's like, like, that is some creepy shit. How many, like, I, I don't know, like, sometimes I'm still, like, fucking, uh, I'm talking out of my ass now, but I'm, like, I'll be on the, you know, in the bathroom in a public, you know, restroom, and you, that little space between the yeah. door, and, like, what if shit goes down outside while you're in there taking a crap? What you gonna do, man? And, like, you just see something, I don't know, it's fucking, it's wild, it's, it's wild. It, it's, it's a good shot, it's a very good shot, it's very creepy, because he could have just instantly opened the door and killed mother or something but no he just needs the keys that's yeah. all and you know i need your clothes your boots your motorcycle <laughs> you know but he just takes the car and that's it um but yeah. that is a creepy shot and which again they do kind of nod to in the new halloween 2018 yeah later but uh this this is good it's not bad all right no no i, I but I, again wait, wait well hold on hold on hold on i'm sorry um why would you be driving a car that fucking old that, that I know that was kind of weird uh, that police car or something from the what the 40s yeah you know come on you should be driving like a Hyundai or something it, yeah it's just you know whatever like wh- wh- what are you doing no I feel you I feel you um and oh wait uh, and also um how did you like the kills in the first uh in the opening of the movie with uh George and uh Joseph Gordon-Levitt Oh, the, 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 the skate to the face. Yeah. That that's was, a good I mean, one. you don't see it, right? She just like, she just encounters it. She runs. A, yeah. I thought that yeah. was cool. I, I, I thought like, I love the first 10, 15 minutes of it. How you just, you don't know. I mean, you know, something's up and like, they, they really kind of milk it till when you finally see him. Do you see Michael Myers? Like that, that one hallway shot where she's in the front of the frame and you know, all he does is just kind of peek out and walk to the other side. And you're like, oh, okay, yeah, it's going down. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't see it in theaters, but I just remember when I finally got around to seeing it, I was kind of like, oh, like I would have fucking that must have hit in the theaters. Yeah. It was so good because the music was good and everything. And, and it's a good opening. You know, I got to give it that, that, you know, OK, that's what they're trying to do now. They're trying mm-hmm. to hook the audience in early and then it goes into, you know, the whole montage to catch you up again on the Hollywood, I mean, on the on the Halloween franchise, you know, the voiceover of Donald Pleasance, and you've seen all the pictures and everything in the opening credits. And, you know, it's, it's not a bad entry, um, it, but you can tell it's a product of its time. Yeah. That's one thing that you can say that, yeah, it is from the 90s, because just the look of it and the feel of it. Agreed. But now we jump to the new millennium. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Buster Rhymes. I don't think 
I don't hear a lot of chatter about Halloween resurrection. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> it's a bad. bad this movie. was the first ever Halloween I saw in theaters. I saw this too in the theaters. I snuck. But, but this into is the first it. one you saw in the theaters, and you and you just said you snuck into it. I wasn't seventeen at the time. I was, I think, fifteen, maybe. Yeah. So I bought tickets for I don't even remember what, and we we snuck into the theaters. So I snuck into Halloween Resurrection in uh, it was like 2003, I think that's when it came out, right? Oh, two or oh no, no. it came out 2001 or two. And it was two, yeah, because yeah. I think I was a fresh, yeah, 2002. And of course, it's like a slasher movie. I kind of, I kind of dug it, but um, I don't know. It kind of is what it is, you know. <laughs> again it's another one from um from dimension yeah yeah so they're doing the the 90s thing of you know hey now we got to do something like blair witch yes blair witch came out in 1999 yes and that was what um what the halloween resurrection was trying to follow you know with everybody having their own camera and everything and and you got Buster Rhymes, you know, with his dangertainment. Yeah. And um, and then you got this is the Michael Myers with the the blue steel look. Yeah, um, dude, he's got like a facial expression. <laughs> he's got like his, really his nice eyebrows. eyebrows. Yeah, they're they're all like plucked and everything. And yeah. you know, he's got attitude in the mask, mm-hmm. and that's a bad mask. But it, the it, hair is it's Zoolander hair. Yeah, he's got like a solid. Yeah, it's 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 a really bad mask, but he's got kind of like my thing going on right there on the mask. But um, better than mine. <laughs> bald as a motherfucker. Man. Can you imagine like a mask where he's bald? Like they should do that if they just like make one in like fucking twenty years when he's supposed to be an old man. But dude, that they, they look like uh, that henchman uh, Polly from uh, Dark Man. Yeah. <laughs> So resurrection is basically the plot line is there's a website out there that yeah, I don't know that Buster Rhymes and fucking yeah, Tyra it's Banks run. Yeah, it's, it's reality haunted house. Yeah, so like people go in to they end up going into the old Myers house to do like a, a live show online and it's just uh, I mean that's kind of cool in concept. Again, they're kind of trying something different, you know, on the on the page, you know, maybe there's, that's a cool idea in a pitch meeting, but maybe it's also not. And personally, I don't think it really ended up being a good really entry, but um, the first 15 minutes, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is in it and she, they basically spoiler alert. Well, not really a spoiler alert. Cause you know, she's back in the movies, but they kill well, yeah, off she, Laurie Strode she, finally. She was contractually, obligated to be in the movie or something yeah and but she yeah she only had to be in the movie for a certain amount of time um but yeah what a hard you know it's just bad what they did to the character you know it's just it's, yeah. it's just stupid i, I know she's on the i remember seeing stupid the preview. opening yeah it, there, there's kind of this i i do kind of like the mental patient so by this time laurie strode is in a mental insane asylum yeah, and she Michael lost, Myers she lost it. Yeah, Michael Myers comes back to try and finish her off. Well, and- wait, wait, hold up, wait, well, hold on. But what you forgot is that Lori killed a paramedic. Yes, at the end had of the, H2 the Michael Myers mask. 
they because, they go back and reinvent like uh, how yeah, that ended. Yeah, they yeah they they change it because uh, Michael Myers crushed the larynx of that paramedic, which was bullshit. Because you would take off that mask in a second if you you know if you couldn't communicate, you just take it off. Why didn't this guy take it off? That's absolutely true. The you know what like I'm it, saying because at the end of H two O, he crashes through the windshield of the van. Mm-hmm. So take off the mat. You know they they fuck that. They fuck up the ending of Halloween's H2O for to try to benefit them. Yeah, and it doesn't work. That's a valid point. <laughs> I can see like the screenwriter going like, "How the fuck can I make this work?" Okay, in the end of H2O, he's it's like bad, yeah. bound between a van and a tree, and he's like reaching out. Yeah, she, no. she cuts the head off. Yeah, she cuts his fucking head off. Now what do you do after that? Yeah. Um, no, that's it. It's over, Johnny. Well, one thing I do like in the opening is that little side character of the guy who's obsessed with serial killers. And yeah. after, after, so in, after Michael Myers kills off Laurie Strode, he comes back down and it's like the typical carpenter point of view shot, which is woven in and out of the series nonstop he comes to that guy's room and you think, Oh, he's going to kill the guy. And no, he gives him the, his knife, like a little piece of memorabilia. And the guy's just like, Whoa, Michael Myers, you know, escaped Smith's Grove sanitarium in 1978 killed such and such this amount of people over the years has been missing or hasn't seen been seen or heard of in such amount of years. And then he goes like, but now he's back. And then the credits roll. I thought it was a cool touch. I thought it was cool. It was fun. But after well, that, the movie goes south for me. <laughs> when uh, when he hands him the knife, I thought it was Michael Myers giving him the knife to set him up as the killer. Oh, that's because cool. Yeah. Since he's so um, well-versed in serial killers, Michael Myers is yeah. like, hey, I came here to kill people. I'm going to give this guy the knife. Put it all framed him. <laughs> put all the blame on him. Exactly. And the guy would be like, yeah, Michael, yeah, I got a knife. And that that's how I took it as. Interesting. I mean, uh, I, I think I looked that scene up and maybe I looked at some of the YouTube comments and I think maybe someone said that. So, yeah, no, that's a, that's an interesting. You no, know, or, or it could be Michael Myers say, yeah, here, you know, thanks, kid. Here's a souvenir, you know, and yeah, maybe that's it. But you're making my point sound like shit now, but all right. <laughs> well, uh, uh, did, I'm sorry. Did you did you state your point already? No, I just meant like the, my love for that opening scene. Oh of, well, like I know, thought you know him just kind of handing him the knife was like this. Yeah, I know. No, uh, it's you know. Hey, look. Here's the thing. You know they're borrowing things off Halloween H2O already because you know when they see Michael Myers, we see him dropping down with that one arm pull up thing. Yep. Um, you know, okay, they took that from Halloween H2O. That's a stupid thing in itself. Yeah, um, that was weird. Yeah, it's just, dude, yeah, exactly. Like, how, it's just like, what, how strong is this guy or whatever? Um, but um, yeah, it's just the, the, the opening doesn't work because he bursts through Laurie Stroh's room head first mm-hmm. through that door. Like, that door has got to be made of some thick, oak or something yeah you know because he did head first through the glass door in halloween too yeah this one he's going through like pure oak or yeah. pine or whatever the fuck um and w- with that bad mask and then laurie's waiting for him with, with the trap set up so all he's got to do is put his foot over the rope 
like a Bugs Bunny cartoon and she'll string them up. Yeah. And, and then, then she's like, oh, I just got to make sure. And that's how she dies. Like, come on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you're going to, you think you're going to be wrong this time? You know, yeah. it's just, you know, it's just a copycat. So the opening, it sucks, but hey, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis had to be in the movie for a certain amount of time and she got her check. When I was watching the movie in theaters, I thought to myself, she's going to come back at the end. <laughs> she's gonna... Oh, no, no. <laughs> I, I knew she was done. Even for the first time watching, I'm like, no, nah, she's not coming back. Yeah, she's tired. You know, she's done with it. This movie also gave us the iconic line of trick or treat, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, we got with Buster Rhymes, all that. He's like, watch on me. And, you know, I, I'd rather have LL Cool J come back again. Um, yeah. Buster Rhymes just really killed it with his overacting and all yeah. that, you know, that, that, that stupid shit that he does at the end. Maybe um, he was under contract too. He was having a lot of, uh, like, he was in a lot of stuff late '90s, early 2000s, I think. So, I don't know, but yeah, it, it didn't really fit for me. He's no, like, "Yo, Mikey, happy fucking Halloween!" <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just all his stuff never worked because it, it's just like, man, this guy is just—he just takes it out of it. It's supposed to be a scary movie, and the movie's yeah, not fair. even scary. It's just a stupid haunted house type of. Blair Witch ripoff. Yeah. Well, uh, that's resurrection for you. Uh, now I just want to tie it together. Um, the Rob Zombie movies, the two of them, um, very polarizing. A lot of people yeah. are on both sides of the spectrum. Um, what do you think of them? Oh. <laughs> it's a loaded question. Man. All right. Here's the thing. Rob Zombie is from the same town I'm from, okay, um, which is Haverhill, Massachusetts. Yeah, but I've never seen people from the Rob Zombie movie in Haverhill, Massachusetts, like that redneck yeah. type of. I've never like wh- like what do you? It doesn't make sense. You know what I'm saying? Like we no, there's. There's no people like that here. So what do you where are you getting this from? Because um, you know the, the guys like oh we you know the flappy ass tits and all that. There's just like, so much that, vulgarity like, in the movie. Yeah, like all that profanity. I'm like, where are you getting this from? Like this, this we don't have that here. And you I, grew I, up here. I don't. I don't look. I don't vulgar words, profanity. Like I didn't really think I had a limit with it. And I honestly, my limit is far. Like I can handle some shit. But uh, I just like I saw the the first one um, came out late summer 2007. I was in the theater sitting there and as a huge fan of the original one, yeah. I was curious yep. to see like what Rob Zombie's going to do. And I knew going mm-hmm. in Rob Zombie has a he has a style all his own. And yeah. it's for some people and it's not for some people. And I can get down with some of the stuff he's done. Um, I'll get into that in a minute. But. I'm sitting there and like that scene at the dinner table where or they're having breakfast, but like Bill Forsyth is in there as like the boyfriend and he's just yep. saying the most fucked up shit. Yeah. And he's just, just going like, off. Ah, like, 
come on like that's just so it's it was just so fucking extra that's the term we're using these days there's just so much extra fat on the dialogue there no that that was nothing but fat and you know are are you supposed to feel bad for michael myers you know snapping and wanting to kill people you know because he's coming from a family like this that you know they all hate each other and you know the it's it's bill uh will is it will for forsyth yeah yeah bill is bill is is he the stepdad it's like he's like the i don't know if they're married but he's like the boyfriend or the the boyfriends and and he's over here you know looking at the daughter yeah like he wants to fucking give her the rhino you know what i'm saying (laughs) so you know when, when she's coming to grab the cereal box the way he's looking at her and then she's yeah. like, mom, it's like, come on. Like, what is that? You know, mm-hmm. that's uh, you're going like you're going extra, like you said, extra thick. But I think this is all a little too much um, for the, you know, for a prequel type of thing. Yeah. Like I, before this movie ever came out, I heard Rob Zombie being interviewed. He's like, I don't understand the the Michael Myers concept of he saw his sister naked and it set him off. And you I don't know, think we, it set him off. I don't. Yeah, I, no. I don't know. But like yeah. I could I remember hearing that interview. I was like, I wonder if Rob Zombie is going to try and make a Halloween movie. Sure as shit. Three years later, it comes out and like, OK, you want to you want to give us like, you know, you want to do a deep dive into things. And that that's I don't know. It's OK. But I think that's the fun and the excitement and what gets you scared about the killer with the bloody knife in all the other previous films regardless if they're good or bad you just you you like not knowing kind of what's behind the mask you like not knowing that at least for me the the psychology of of it like i don't i don't mind watching serial killer documentaries and kind of trying to figure out which makes them tick but in this context it just it didn't really work for me yeah, well, the thing is, they're just trying to explain way too much. Mm-hmm. You know, they're trying to say, hey, it's because of this. It's because of that. It's because of this. And they can't just let it be. So yeah. I think this is Rob saying, you know, hey, you know, I can really de- delve deep into the, the psyche of this Michael Myers. And, you know, and it's just like, you know, you didn't have to go that way. You know, you didn't even have to do that, period. Um, you could have just basically done a, a shorter version of what you wanted to do but i think rob just wanted to over explain way too much yeah it's a two-hour movie and i I just when i saw the runtime on it i'm like no (laughs) and and his mom's a stripper you know like come on i i don't i i guess i'm just now to give to give some respect here to rob zombie I, i you know everybody has their different opinions on him the movie does say Rob Zombie's Halloween. Yeah. So you are getting his interpretation. You are getting his vision. You're yeah. not getting a remake of John Carpenter. You're not getting, you're getting right. his style. So like, I guess yeah. when I was, you know, 19, I went and saw it. I didn't really understand that. So I, I try not to be too hard on, you know, this one in the sequel, because it's like, you know, you by now you should know what you're fucking getting when you see a Rob Zombie movie. And oh, if you, oh my God. And yeah. if you don't want to see it, like, you know, don't see it. But I mean, he's made a couple, I, I like, I do like um, Devil's Rejects. I do like, I think Lords of Salem gets a bad rap. I actually kind of enjoy it. But outside of oh. that. Oh, Lords of Salem. <laughs> that, that, what the fuck? I, I, I hate, like, 
And I don't know, just it kind of worked. Uh, I, Devil, Devil's Rejects, I actually saw in the theaters when it came out. I think it was, what, like, five? Yeah. But uh, I have to watch it again. But, you know, he, he has his own aesthetic. And like I said, it's polarizing. Some people, I'm curious to see what he does with the monsters. Uh, that's what yeah. he's doing. Yeah. Oh, my God. Hell yeah. I, you uh, know what's funny? As I'll still watch whatever he puts out. I don't care. You know, it's just because uh, just I don't really agree with him that much doesn't mean I won't watch what he does. I think it's also he just kind of seems like a nice guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he's, he's pretty cool. Like, I got, I know guys, um, the owner of that comic book store, Glenn. Yeah. Um, he said that he, he didn't know Rob Zombie, but he knew that he grew up around Haverhill and he was. I mean, I don't know if you want to add this, but he's like, he was kind of like a nerd. He was, yeah. you know, glasses, everything. And then they see him all of a sudden. He's like, what is this, you know, look that he had, you know. But um, you know what I do like about Rob Zombie movies is his, um, uh, what do you call it? The production art or the production the, design. The set, the set decoration, the production design. Like yeah. everything, like it looks used. It looks... Yeah. Like it as you know, it would actually be lived in. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. No, I agree. It, it looks like that, and I I really like that about all his movies. Yeah, no, I think he's like I said. I think he has a, a vision all his own, and whether you know he's making something big or something kind of on a lower budget. Yeah, like he has kind of in the past, he still kind of gets what he wants, and I as a filmmaker, you know, I I have to at least respect that. And the fact that sometimes after I see a movie of his and I need a fucking shower after it, like still, like it's had an effect on me regardless. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> like, and supposedly to touch on Halloween, his Halloween too, I guess he wasn't even supposed to make that. Supposedly they had brought on somebody else and he dropped out, he or she dropped out last minute and he came in to do it. And I think that's why it felt like such a mess. Yeah, even watching it, I don't know if it's, you know, either Halloween 3 or Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 that you can just pass or that I won't watch, but it's, it, I don't even know what to consider it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it I haven't seen it in a long time. Um, they do tie in like the hospital thing from the original Halloween too. It's in the, yeah. it's kind of funny. Octavia Spencer is in a scene in that she like, yeah, I, I do like that opening. Um, I do like the opening of his, of his Halloween too. Um, but then when you find out that it's, it's like a dream because mm -hmm. when Laurie, when Laurie falls into that, that pit of dead bodies. Yeah. And you're like, what is all this? And, um, you know, I was like, but I was like in the beginning of it, I was like, holy shit, this is good. And then it's, you know, it's just a dream. Um, it, you know, and then the rest of the movie, it just didn't really, you know, yeah, I, I just didn't like it. No, I, I feel that. I, I don't even I don't think like you... what. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going to say, I don't like what they did, what they did with Loomis, because you remember in, in Rob Zombie's Halloween, it's like, all right, he's, you know, telling people about his book, you know, mm. uh, the devil's eyes. And, you know, he, he just, he didn't seem like a dickhead in the first Rob Zombie movie, but he was a yeah. dickhead in the, in part two. And it's like, why did you, why did they choose to do that with him? Yeah. He, I like, I love Malcolm McDowell. He's a great actor. He didn't do it for me as Loomis. I don't know if I'm just so invested in Donald Pleasance. It's probably a tough role, shoes to fill. 
you know what? To, to me, it was like, hey, they got somebody that yeah, we would. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> after what you after you saying that, yeah, it's almost. It, yeah, I'm just like he didn't. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Damn, you just said. Because when I first watched, I'm like, yeah, yeah, they got the guy from um, what, what, Clockwork Orange, and yeah. then, yeah, he wasn't as stoic. He he wasn't like um, Donald Pleasance. He's a little too animated. And yeah, well, the, the thing Pleasance is, when, well, what he's buying the gun at the gun store, mm-hmm. and the gun store clerk is like, hey, yeah, you can walk out of it right now with with, with the gun. Aren't you supposed to wait like <laughs> seven days or something? Yeah. Because I like in part one, the original one, Donald Pleasance had his gun. Well, in part two, he's like, I have a permit. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, no, that's in the first one. Yeah, no. He's like, yeah, I got a permit. Mm-hmm. Um, he already had it. But in this one, he's like, oh, I got to buy the gun and everything. And it, what did he buy? A Magnum? Yeah, it's just. 357 Magnum? Yeah, it's some, yeah. So, but that was his first time firing a gun? <laughs> that, that wouldn't have worked. I'm sorry. I'm, to hit I'm him not, six I'm, times, yeah. <laughs> I'm no gun expert, but man, I'm sure the recoil would have fucking knocked him on his ass or something. Yeah. I'm like, it, it is what it is with his take on it. Um, well, how do you feel about the, the height of Michael Myers? Um, because in this one. Yeah, he's, uh, you know, what's his name? Zombie. Tyler Maine. Tyler Maine. Yeah, this guy's like seven feet tall or something. Well, you know, again, just to go with Rob Zombie's aesthetic, I think he obviously wants to up the the i don't know what i'm trying to say i think he fits into the world rob zombie's trying to create but like i said it's a polarizing thing for me so it's not my michael myers you know but it i definitely you know he's got a scary lumber to him but yeah. it's a little too like heavy metal for me you know i don't i don't mind it because um i was like yeah you know he's like tall and posing and you know, it's it, it it's more than the first movie, um, but still the first movie works. But um, you know, he could have, I like you said, he probably just wanted to, you know, just bring his take, one up it, and you know, just exaggerated a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still like the I still like Tyler Maine. I you know I don't think he was bad. Um, how he got the jumpsuit. You know, from that guy um, in the bathroom stall. Yeah. You know, I don't know if, I mean, did you need to see all that or are you fine without seeing that type of mm-hmm. stuff? Yeah, no, I feel you. No, are, are you fine? Oh, like, sorry. Did, oh, did, sorry. No, did, did you need to um, see all that or are, are you are you a fan of that? Like, I need to see how he got the jumpsuit. I need, how to, I need to see how he got the mask. I need how to, oh, you know. No, I, I guess now that you asked that, no, I'm, 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 I, I guess like it's cool to see how he gets the mask um i feel like when you know he goes back to the house digs it up it's kind of this moment where it's you're like okay you know it's fucking on now and i I guess that was kind of cool but um i don't need to see this complete journey and maybe it's easier said than done with the writing process but or vice versa. I don't, I don't know, but like, just to kind of get this, okay, he's here now. Now he's doing this. That's how the movie felt. It was like, now he's here. Now he's here. Now he, and it's just, uh, it was a little too kind of like, come on, man. You know, 
I don't, I, I didn't need to see, you know, the truck stop scene is what I guess what I'm getting at here. You think that like Rob was just trying to add more to the mythos instead of just having to be, you know, it's, it's just here. Like he just appears, you know, because imagine, yeah, I, if, yeah. if, imagine in the first Halloween, we see him grab the mask and the rope and the knife and all, you know, they do just, in the first Halloween show how he gets the suit. I mean, there's that scene at the payphone. Yeah, we're Loomis. Loomis. So, like, I think maybe if they did something like that, like, I think yeah. there's just too much of dialogue. And again, it goes back to the fact that the first Halloween, I mean, obviously it's because Carpenter doesn't have a lot of money and whatnot. So he's got to do these things real quick within the story. And, you know, he just shows these quick little scenes that kind of make you go, oh, okay, I know what's going on now. And you didn't even have to say anything. You know, now we have this big truck stop with, um, I don't know, REO Speedwagon music playing, or I don't fucking remember. Yeah. Maybe it does come down to money. They have more money. They can shoot all this stuff, but sometimes you just don't need it. Well, also, um, there are two versions of this movie. You got the theatrical right. and, and the director's cut. So the way Michael escapes is totally different. And the theatrical, he breaks the chains and beats up the security guards. And then yeah. the director's cut, it's because these two orderlies are raping some woman, yeah. uh, a patient. And um, I saw the theatrical in the theaters. And then when I bought the DVD, I was like, oh, the director's cut. Okay. And then it's a totally different way. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? You know, he's, he, these guys are fucking banging this woman. It was they're, they're pretty pornographic, her. dude. It, yeah. They're raping her. And I'm just like, yo, I, you know, it's totally different than the theatrical. I actually like, the way he escapes in the theatrical than the than the director's cut. Yeah, I don't know. Like though, that was there was some the whole the, the rape part. I, I don't really like seeing that kind of shit. I don't know. It, like, it's, that, it's just you think it's um zombie being like extra, like oh, I'm I'm showing you everything, you know. Yeah, this, this is, and I, this and is I, how I view him. You know, the the Halloween world or whatever. Yeah, like I, I don't, and it's not even just. I don't know. We could go down a wormhole here with rape revenge genre. And, you know, here we are two guys talking about it, but I don't know. Like that's, that's just like one that and like killing dogs. That's just like one thing in my horror movie. I'm just kind of like, no, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, in part one, you know, Lester was killed. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But he never, what did he kill the dog in part five? No, four. Dog? He killed the dog in four, I think. Killed the dog in four? No, he killed the dog in five, too. There was a Doberman. <laughs> yeah, wasn't it like out, outside or something, but... Yeah. Um, now, um, the mask. How did you feel about it? Um, I liked how, I liked the worn look. Because, um, but... Mm, not my favorite. Not my favorite. I, I don't know. It's... It's a little, well, I mean, they got a big guy in the suit, so you kind of have to have like the mask felt fucking huge. And it just, I have a few masks ahead of it. I'll say that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think they, I think they did the mask. I think they did the mask pretty good um, Mm -hmm. for it to be, I mean, it looks like the original in some way. Yeah. um, so the mask, I think, I think it works as far as the face, it looks huge for some reason. 
But I, I think they did the age mask uh, look a little better than they did maybe in um, the Halloween 2018. I mean, well, Rob Zombie did it first. He mm-hmm. did the age look first. Um, I do. I, I don't know. How do you feel about this guy hiding uh, the kid hiding the mask in the floorboard? Because he knows he's going to escape later to go get it. Yeah, that was, uh... you know, what if he couldn't escape? Yeah, like, what if it just never worked out? I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah. But, but uh, I, I do like how you do see his eyes through the mask. That was um, a cool touch. I liked that. He, yeah, when he puts it on. By two, um, you can practically see his entire face. Because, like, part of it's ripped off and stuff. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I don't know what they were doing with that one. Um, <laughs> but, but mostly the, the Rob Zombie is almost like a remake of the first movie, though. Um, yeah. after, after you get through the prequel stuff, then it goes into, okay, this is Halloween, you know, we're following the beats of, yeah. of the first movie. I think that's what he does. He just kind of stretches out the beats of the first movie, really. And that's his own, that's his own take on it. And, you know, kind of just is what it is. But I remember watching this in the theater. Some guy was like chuckling at everything that was like the first movie. Like soon as it went to the present day of um laurie strode dropping off the key at the myers and then tommy doyle following her like laurie stop stop <laughs> like this guy was just like ha, 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 you know yeah and it, it was just the the remake right after the prequel stuff of you know seeing michael as a kid mm-hmm. um but other than that it, it's just um i don't know yeah it looks okay but was rob zombie the right choice i don't know um definitely i thought he was gonna knock it out of out of the park um i don't know who else maybe was on board to do it um but uh yeah i'm looking forward to seeing his um his monsters that's gonna be that's gonna be different oh dude definitely definitely all right now it's time to reach the main event Uh, I think we initially first kind of started talking about this episode because you wanted to maybe talk about the most recent one, Halloween 2018. Yeah, that's uh, bad. It's a bad movie. It's a bad movie. Uh, I don't direct- like it. Uh, directed that's- by David Gordon Green. Uh, John, Co- John Carpenter came back, executive produced. Uh, Blumhouse released it. Jamie Lee Curtis yeah. is back. They have disregarded every movie we've talked about except for the first one. Yeah. And I know you just said it's bad, but um, just elaborate for me. Um, okay. They're transferring Michael Myers to some other facility for what reason? I don't know. Um, He's old now. Um, you got these podcasters that are trying to do an episode about him, and it, it just doesn't work. You know, they're going to transfer Michael Myers, and then guess what? the The transfer is somehow disrupted, just like in Part Four. Yeah, remember? So okay, oh, yeah. now we're doing this shit again. So it just—it's almost like. The, the, uh, what was it? Danny McBride and David Gordon Green. They're they're fans of the series. That's why they wanted to do a brand new entry into the Halloween movie. So you figure, man, this is 40 years after the original. Halloween H2O was 20 years after. This is 20 years after, 20 years after. So you think they would hammer everything out 
uh, but they didn't because it's like you guys are actors and you're directors, and this is the best you can do in this movie. You're doing basic, stupid scare things. You're, you're dumping exposition all over this movie because you're trying to have people remember this movie. We all own the DVDs of these movies, right? Everybody does. You do, right? Yeah. Okay, so I don't need to be reminded of what Michael Myers did. I know what he did. Let's get to it. So this whole movie is all exposition because you got that that podcaster where she's talking to Jamie Lee Curtis when they reach her house and she's mm-hmm. like, oh, Michael Myers was a human uh, was a six uh, human being that killed his sister when he when he was six years old. We know that, right? Why are you wasting time? You know what I'm saying? So the whole movie is trying to say, hey, remember part one? Okay, yeah, well, this is the new one, but remember the first one? And it just it's it's all exposition. And that's what I don't like about it. And then you got the fucking Dr. Satan, Dr. Sartan. Oh, I didn't like that. Dr. Sartan. This guy, he should just be twitching his mustache the whole time throughout the movie. And, it, you know, that, that's all he had to do. And you could tell this guy was bad because in the beginning, when they get to the, the mental ward, the way his voice is, where he's like, Michael, you know, very caring. Yeah, and this guy's like, oh, I'm, I'm a Michael Myers fan. You know, I've, you know, he, you know, his whole thing is like trying to know what Michael Myers felt like when he killed. So I'm like, dude, just go out and, and, and stab somebody. You know, why, why are you going through this whole ordeal of being his doctor? And just go out and do, you know, do some killing on the weekend. I don't know. Uh, well, tell me how you really feel. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's, it's really bad because also why they're making, um, Jamie Lee, like she has this daughter and, you know, they're giving us all this backstory that, you know, they didn't show us um, anyways of her being a single parent and um, raising this girl. Like, it just didn't work. I didn't think she would have a daughter to begin with after what she went through. I think she would just probably be maybe just, you know, prepping and just waiting for this guy um, to come after her. Uh, It just... It seemed bad, and the actress, what's her name, Karen? Uh, no, that that's a that's the daughter's name. Um, um, the 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 act the actor that played the, um, Jamie Lee Curtis's daughter in the movie, she was bad. Like she just that she is one it. thing I from okay. So I don't want to cut you off, but I do want to piggyback on that. No, 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 go on this. No, because yeah. like I've seen the movie a few times. When I saw it in theaters, my initial reaction was I was just sat there. I was like. Okay, not my favorite of the franchise, but you know, I, I, you know, you know, whatever. I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. And but I remember, and like, I, I don't, I don't really. My goal on this show is not to necessarily bash creatives and their performances and their work. And I'm trying not to bash anything. Yeah, no, you're not. But bashing. like, her, I didn't. I thought she was miscast. I don't think she was like. I don't think she's a bad actress, but I. She just didn't fit in. No, in she she was bad in the movie. I mean. When they have that whole dinner scene, uh, when yeah. when um, Laura uh, Jamie Lee, what what do you do? Throw Laurie throw. She crashes the dinner scene, um, and then after she's um, she's telling her daughter, she's like, "Oh, um, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, my mother was a lunatic. Um, she taught me how to fight, how to shoot guns. You know, how to set booby trap. Like the way she's looking, the way she's delivering the lines, like she's reading it off a billboard. You know, and She's just very flat in the movie. 
And I don't believe her at all when she's saying, oh, my mother yeah. taught me how to shoot guns and everything. I'm like, yo, you're doing a bad, a, a bad job at delivering these lines. Like, I don't believe you at all. Yeah, no, I, I, I def- that's definitely from the first screening. I, I, that's what I took away. I just, she just felt very out of place miscast for me. And, you know, it happens. Um, but like, you know, my reaction to it is the, I've watched it a few more times since then. I mean, of course it's a Halloween movie. I'm of course I'm going to turn it on and hit play. Uh, my pros for it are, I, I do. They, this kind of started a trend of let's disregard all the crappy sequels and do a direct sequel, which is a roll of the dice, but I was, I was on board with it. I do like how Mike, I do like the Michael Myers is a person. Um, he's just this fucked up killer thing. He's not, you know, as much as I kind of dug the cult thing in part six, I was cool with them ditching that and just putting him as this guy in a psych ward. I was, I was, I was cool with some of the tropes that they brought back, but one thing I've taken away from this episode actually is, and I think you and me can agree on it. I think you and I both like when they do roll the dice and try something out there like in like in curse of michael myers and i think halloween 2018 um i liked i liked some parts of it i disliked a lot of other parts of it but they do kind of play it safe and we will maybe find out in the sequel coming out either in a few weeks depending on when this airs or maybe it's airing today and it's out today um we will find out if they're not going to play it safe in the sequels and they're going to roll the dice on some things so i don't know um, I think they're doing in the sequel. I think they're doing like some flashback stuff to the original Halloween movie. Yeah. Um, which I felt that this, that the Halloween 2018 movie, they should have opened up with a flashback to the original Halloween. Um, because you hear the kids talking on the way to school that the kids like, oh, well, didn't they catch him down the street and they arrested him and um, and they put him in a psych ward. Like, that's just exposition that's thrown away. Like, I want to see it. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it's just, I don't really buy all that when he says that. You know, yeah. because when they were saying, oh, well, didn't people say that um, it was her brother so they could feel better about it or something like that? I yeah. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I don't know. Do you, do you hear that in the background? Yeah, but that's okay. We're at the end of the show. <laughs> oh, my God, man. Well, look, why don't we put a pin in it right there? Like, there's definitely going to be some things going forward in the sequels. Um, hopefully. Uh, I, I'm, I'm excited for Halloween Kills. I'm excited for Halloween Ends. I, but like I said, I think 2018 played it safe. And I don't know, but I do like it when the franchise rolls the dice and maybe it's not for everybody. Well, I'm looking forward to the. I'm, I'm looking forward to Halloween Kills. You know? Me too. I, yeah, I think I they'll mean, they'll up it up the stakes a little bit. I hope. Yeah. We can hope. Big thank you to Phil George for coming out and nerding out with me on the Halloween franchise for two and a half hours. Hope you all liked it. I know we were a little critical at times, but when you love and care about something so much, you kind of give it a hard time as well, and you sometimes give it a pass on things that might be bad to other people. And you also enjoy the things that most people enjoy. I apologize. I kind of have to record a pre-taped outro for this episode because we were 
as you could probably tell, about to wrap up the show. And then Zoom just kicked us off. It, it, it's completely my fault. I had so much stuff on my laptop of previous episodes or episodes that still need to air that are just, you know, not on an external hard drive. They are now. But uh, so we got booted off Zoom after talking for two and a half hours. But like I said, we were pretty much just wrapping up. So again, big thank you to Phil. Uh, he's a great filmmaker. He's a great editor. And I hope to have him back on at some point. Maybe we can sit down and talk for two and a half hours about another franchise, no matter what the genre is. But it's October. Be sure to uh, watch one of the installments of the Halloween franchise, if not the original. And don't forget to see Halloween Kills when it hits theaters. And it's also on Peacock streaming. If you got Peacock, it's actually pretty cool. I caught some cool stuff on it that I'll probably mention in later episodes of the show. But thank you for listening. Don't forget to leave a rating, leave a review, and we will see you next time on The Basement.